Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. Don't struggle. It only makes it worse. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, we've got the tar, we've got the feathers, now we just need Rachel Ray. Then it's our biggest party of the year, Tumor Fest 2010. The Ron and Fez Show. When push comes to shove, we push out a window. Serious 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. No, it's just, I, you know, I just, right now I have one key, you know, everything I own is in the car, and I just, I like that, you know, I mean, I just, if I get an apartment, that's two keys, if I get a job, you know, I'm, I might have to open or close, it's more keys, you know, buy some stuff, I'm afraid it's going to get ripped off or something, I'm going to get more keys, and I just, I, you know, I just like having the one key, it's clean, right. I'm losing them, I always lose my keys. You get rid of the car when you get the apartment. No, you I still have one key. I don't like having the car. Yeah, the car is important. Got to be mobile. You have to leave someplace in a hurry. Yeah, or go someplace in a hurry.
Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. Herder. Hey, buddies, it's the Ron Fez Show, live on a weekday. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, on a weekday. And I know it's a weekday because I had to get up this morning, so weekday, obvious. It's that part of the show where we uh, lock in an Ichiban. Ichiban. That's the word. That's the word we use for it. Your chance to be heard. Be part of it all. Later you can call your dad and say, Dad, I was part of it all. I'm not just some listener. I'm a contributor. I'm part of the North American scum. I'm smart. I'm smart. Not stupid like they say, but smart. I was on an Ichiban. That way, when you go back to your high school reunion, some other guy's a dentist or a lawyer, you can say, well, I got an Ichiban in. So fuck you. Make a scene. Make a big goddamn scene out of it, if you want to. Start throwing shit around. Hit that open bar up. Come on, it's high school. Reunion. You know what? We're not doing an open bar this year because last year, you. That's why we're not doing it. Fuck it, I'll bring my own. I know you will. And that's why you were least likely to succeed. Um, and actually, our own Rustin was most likely to succeed from the union. And I don't even know how that's possible. It must be a different kind of school than I went to. We gotta beat, uh, by the way, we gotta beat some Valley this year. Fucking tired of this. I think it's a long streak. Let's go over here to Tony. Tony, what's your Ichi, brother man? Yeah, Ron. Uh, let me first start out by saying yesterday's promo segment was some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. Never laughed so hard. The problem is, from what I understand, some of the promos were turned back as far as being too irreverent. So, not the ones for our, our channel, but for the NFL channel, thinks that we're a little irreverent. And thinks that we talk over top of each other and interrupt each other. And fuck kids. Well, that part we shouldn't have probably ever said. But I've I been told before Ichiban. about that. Oh, okay. If you got an Ichiban. 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 By all 
all means, Tony. Let's make it about you. Forget about the Ron and Fez problems. <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. Um, America's dream team. Miami Heat with LeBron and D-Wade. Not so hot. They lose to the Boston Celtics. Oh, the team that should be broken up because they're too good loses their opening fucking game. 8-2-0. It's going to happen. <laughs> this is good. It's the first time in the history of sport. For fucking six months, I got to listen to the goddamn ESPN puke all over my fucking floor about the Dream Team and is it, is it fair and LeBron, blah, 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 and this and that. And they fucking lose their opening game. Some backwater shit dive bar down in Miami had a deal. All right, we are going to pay your bar tab up to $25 the first game that the Celtics lose, awesome. thinking they would have a packed bar for 25 games, 30 games, 35 games, or as Hicks even pointed out, an entire season. Opening night. These pricks are opening up that till, knocking the fucking coke bindles off, and paying checks. Ah, because of the, uh, uh, the hype. You're playing Boston. You don't walk into Boston with nothing more than hype, boys. You got to bring a game, and it wasn't even as close as the score. Uh, they were up by like 20 points or some shit at one point. Yeah, in the first half, it was over. And we got to sit through LeBron commercials and everything else. I'll play the LeBron commercial for you later in the show if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, it's, a, I guess, a Nike commercial. Yeah, it's Nike. And LeBron is as obnoxious as the fucking product he endorses. Which, by the way, I've just about had it with Nike. Really? Those great shoes. Uh, you know, the entire thing of there's 99 fucking shoes a month coming out. Who cares? I got the new Jordans. It's like the retired edition or something now. It's ridiculous. They got Jimmy J.J. Walker shoes going out there. Throwbacks, uh, baby. I guess they're throwbacks. I don't even remember him wearing it the first time. I think the Jordan ones are going to be an orthopedic version. Because he's older? Because he's older. He's aging quickly. Well, it's because you don't see him. You only see him every once in a while. It's like with David Letterman, he's aged in front of us, so no one mentions it. But when you only see somebody every five years, like, holy shit. He's also rocking a Hitler mustache. What happened? Else. Well, he ain't the first one. T.W. Fez Watley rocked the first one. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Keith in Alabama, you're on Ron Fez. Yes, God versus Satan. The World Series begins tonight. So, Josh Hamilton versus some hippies, hot smoking hippies. This is a very difficult thing for me to root for because I like the Rangers except for the crowd that shows up to see them. Uh, I don't really like the Giants, but do like the city of San Francisco. I don't know which way to go in this. And I have a thing of I normally only root for National League teams. I, I go, you know, city and then league. I'd see uh, Lenscombe get it. But, I'd see the Giants take it all. But the other thing is this. Little Rustin, the infant baby of the of the Ron and Fez show, really wants the Rangers to win. And why wouldn't we want the best for him? Hey, man, his born-again dad. Yeah, him and his born-again dad are, are great witnesses. They're great witnesses to everything out there. Them, Josh Hamilton, some other fucking... George Jackson's. W., yeah. uh, he's dropping bombs. 
He's somehow a good witness. I don't know how it works out. You know, gacked up. Should be exciting, though. But I know a lot of people are like, I'm not watching this. I don't even know any of those. You got to watch the fucking World Series. You got to watch the World Series. I'm telling you right now, we were in the cooler. In the cooler. Guys would riot if they didn't put the series on. Now we're going to have another vote. Get your hand up, Fez. Get your hand up. 866-RON-ZERO. He went and put his hand up. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Travis, Oregon, Ron and Fez Show. Hey, how you doing? Uh, my question is, yeah. Benji Molina gets a World Series ring no matter who wins. Now, do you think he'd want the ring for the team he left, though? It doesn't. Whoever loses, he also gets a ring from because they get a AL or NL ring also. I feel like that's the only thing he should get. I think instead of he's a winner on both sides, he's a loser on both sides. And everyone should just scream at him no matter what happened. Your team lost. I might be taking that out of fucking proportion. I have a tendency to do that. We can get in his face if you want. He could go the other way, and if the Giants win, his old team just run out on the field in his Rangers uniform and start celebrating with them, Le- jumping up and down. Legally, they can't stop him, Fez. Legally, he has every right to do that. And then he'll just fucking scream out, don't ask me how, but we did it. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. You know what I would do personally? What's that? Sit him. You ain't playing. There's something about you I don't trust. Really? Somebody's got to be out. Any organization. One person has to be seen as a, a fucking narc. And he just happens to pull the short straw. That's your problem, pal. I'm not fucking playing games with you. This is a good song, isn't it? Hell yeah. I'm proud of our little theme song. We uh, had the two openings of Fez and Rustin. We never used either of them. And one of them half-assed their way in. Just like, here's something. Now I'm done. It's the pride. Pride in the name of love is the way you two put it, didn't they? That was them. And then they got the MLK thing mixed up. It wasn't early morning was killed. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Did you know that? No. In that song, they don't have it fucking, you know, just like when you see a movie. They don't do it exactly right. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. For instance, they said he was killed in, uh, they said Martin Luther King in the U2 song was killed in Boothwin, Pennsylvania. Not true. I guess they're just trying to rework the lyrics. Yes. That is what they're trying to do. They try to rework the lyrics. Those fuckers. Uh, Paul, you're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, 45-year-old Charlie Sheen ends up drunk with a prostitute in his hotel room in the closet. And then spends the night in the hospital. Sounds like a little bit like our friend Anthony. All right. Paul, you're so fucking annoying. I had not one thing to do with the other. Let me just say about Mr. Charlie Sheen. You got two things on Chuck Sheen. He's at the plaza. Where you, there's only two. If you stay at the plaza, A, it's on somebody else's dime, <laughs> or B, you just made an enormous Coke deal. So he already doesn't give a shit about money. He's in one room, he's got his family at the, in the other. Across the hall. <laughs> right. Because he can't be with them. 
Uh, Denise Richards drives them batshit fucking nuts, which I had the feeling she was behind this. But here's always the funny stuff about it, and I'm only getting stuff from, you know, like the TMZ site. But his friends have been saying that Charlie's been on this fucking bender for a while, and they've been worried about his health. And then his agent, his representation there, said, oh, he took some prescription medicine and had a bad reaction to it. Yeah, all right. Look, (laughs) we've all fucking had a bad reaction to medication at one point in our lives. Our heart will race a little bit. Uh, We'll start itching. You know, we'll feel nervous. We don't end up naked, drunk, and pulled the fucking chandelier down on our dick. With a screaming hooker. <laughs> I didn't know that the hooker was in there. This is the first I heard it. Yeah, she was fucking running around. She was all fucked up. Too. They said they found her in the closet naked, screaming basically for her life. Um, let's go through this, though. White hooker or black hooker? I believe white. Do you know what a white prostitute will cost you in Manhattan? I mean, we're talking big fucking money here. But let's go back to this thing... Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, would you say he's a happy guy? I would say no. No, nothing about him gives off a happy vibe, right? There's nothing that makes you think Charlie is anything other than uh, a very sick, distraught person. And you see that in him all the time. Now... He's just signed a deal for $90 million for two years of working, I don't know, 20 weeks, 26 weeks out of the year. Where someone hands him jokes and he just fucking sits there and says it while he wears a cigar shirt. He says stuff to a fat kid and it's all, everybody loves it. Uh, So he has fame. He has money. He has security. And yet there is no happiness. Right. Why do we chase all those things? When they don't bring happiness themselves. This is what always fucking confuses me about the American dream. Because when you're broke, Dick, and we've all been there, you think, oh, man, if I just have enough money to get my car fixed, make sure my rent check doesn't bounce, then I'll be happy. Here's Charlie Sheen. He's got enough fucking money to fix everybody's car, pay off everybody's rent, and he's totally unhappy. I'm not sure if one is connected to the other. Uh, people say it to you all the time, Fez. You got a job that you love. You don't do many hours. You be, and you're an unhappy guy. Yes, I am. Uh, we got in here this morning. You were unhappy. And I don't even, I can't even go back to the last day that you were happy. I can't remember it. So obviously, it's not, you know, having a job that you love, isn't it? It's not having good friends. It's not having people who love you. It's not having fucking money. It's not having fame and respect. What the fuck is it that makes people happy? That's the big fucking connection there. Because you can meet some people. They're fucking broke as a joke. They're happy as shit. I'll give you an example. Mexicans. They seem like they got no money. They're fucking with their family. Everybody is dancing. They're grilling. They seem to be happy as shit. Take over the park in my neighborhood every fucking Sunday. They have a ball. I love it. They have a ball. Piss drunk. <clears throat> so I don't know what it is. I mean, there's Charlie Sheen. <clears throat> all the money. He's got his kids in one room, a hooker in the next room, 
It sounds like a perfect setup for happiness. You're either fucking around with the hooker or you're, you know, playing ball with the kids. Either way, it seems like a good deal. How's his ass end up all over the National Enquirer? Because he's not even just partying. He's fucking, obviously, when you're breaking the room up and running around and pulling down a goddamn, uh, you know, fucking chandelier that probably costs $50,000 right there. I think they were even showing his fucked up uh, room on on TV. Like, they were going like this. They were dying. Actually, look what they did here. Um, it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's, uh, here's Mike in Virginia. You're on Fez. Hey, buddy. Thank you, Bond, for you. Yeah. Our president, Barack Hussein Obama, will be coming to my hometown on Friday to serve local support for the Democrats here. Kind of getting uh, desperate there, I think. You're goddamn right he's desperate. He's got Democrats turning on him. He doesn't know where the fuck he's uh, going with this. Um, I know one thing. He hates his job. Like most of us, the president hates his fucking job. Wished he never would have got that gig. I mean, he has tea partiers busting his balls. That sounds awful. I wouldn't want that fucking job. Here is uh, Sean, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. They were saying today that uh, he had six prostitutes in his room, and there was another guy in there with him. And then after all this happened, the, uh, the CBS TV company, whatever, flew a private jet down there and got his ass out of there and back to L.A. So... Apparently, it was a party going on, but only Charlie takes the heat. And he had to, they're also saying that he had told the cops when they got there that, yeah, he was doing some blow earlier, and the prostitutes uh, tried to steal his uh, wallet and his cell phone, yeah. and that's what made him go crazy and uh, tear the place down. Tear them up. Don't be fucking busting up the fucking room, you idiot. Now, first of all, a prostitute stealing your wallet, that's what they do. That's okay. like saying I was playing softball, I tried to hit it, and they caught the ball and threw it to first. The job of a prostitute is to fucking take extra on her way out. And it's probably she, he has a shitload of money. Does he have someone who could just get all this shit back for him? The guy has, like... It's... You know he didn't have $90 million <laughs> in that fucking wallet. He ain't making any sense. He's unhappy. All the money in the world... And this fucking guy is miserable. The job that he dreamt of, and he's miserable. And it's everybody else has to try to figure, what is it, Charlie? Charlie, what's going on? What can we do for you? Uh, Caesar, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. How's it going, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, you're absolutely right. I come from a uh, Mexican family, and uh, we don't have a lot of money, man, but we're happy as hell. I don't know what it is about you people, but I give you all the fucking credit in the world. You seem to be the happiest people, no matter what happens. Well, you know what it is. It's uh, the family environment. I mean, we're very tight knit. Um, there's a La lot Familia? Of is it La yeah. Familia? Is that it? What's that? Because when white people get around our families, it drives us nuts. Well, I, my wife is white, actually, and it's completely opposite. She hates her family, and when they get together, which is very rare, um, you know, it's just... Like, they don't even know each other. I don't know. But she, your white wife is happy in a pile of Mexicans. She's having a great time then. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they See? love it. They treat it like royalty because uh, sh- my mom says she's actually bettering the race with two our kids. <laughs> oh, obviously, obviously she is. But I will yeah, tell you this. Her grandkids will be less happy than her uh, children. Or be half and half. <laughs> White people can't be happy. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know what it is either, but no matter what we do, we can't win for losing, white people. What the bitch? We went to the moon, and everyone's like, that blue. The fucking moon! you think that would have gave us some level of satisfaction. Nothing. You cannot get happy from the American dream. It's got to be something else. I don't know what it is. Maybe we better get up, forget about the American dream, get the Mexican dream for ourselves. I'd rather see us running across the river somewhere. Living in cramped spaces? Yes. Okay. Happy as hell. Bad music. Big fucking straw hat. Something's got to work in this. Maybe there's not enough beans in our diet. But Charlie Sheen has shown me the light. It's impossible for us to enjoy ourselves. I'm still thinking that more money will make me a lot happier, but I'm sure I'll just fuck it up. No, you'll definitely fuck right? it up. Yeah, that's what I figured. I but, mean, it's a pipe dream, you know? Yeah. Our our buddy Dave is always in, if I just get this, I'll be happy. If I get this next thing, I'll be happy. And I remember doing the same stuff. You were only happy for a little while. And Fez... On a scale of happiness, where do you think you are? And it's just a basic part of your life. I'd say probably a two. A two on a scale of a hundred. I was thinking ten, but... Do you even know what would make you happy? I have no clue at this point. I mean, I have an idea. Maybe being in a relationship would help. But but can I just point this out? Charlie Sheen was in a relationship. Not only was he in a relationship, in a relationship with a movie star. You can't fucking beat that in terms of the American dream. Fucking wild things. Yeah, she was in wild things. I'm going to fucking take that even bigger. She was in Starship Troopers. This is the girl that Johnny Rico lusted after. That couldn't please fucking Charlie Sheen. So, all right, fuck it, Charlie. Go get yourself six, six broads. Not enough. Oh, you're in a bad mood? Here's a bunch of great booze. It's a fantastic cocaine. Damn. Still doesn't make him happy. You want a good job? I'm going to... Fu- $90 million is like winning the lottery all the time. Every fucking paycheck, it's like it was a lottery day at that house. They should be jumping up and down. And here's the weird thing. His dad was an Estevez. He has a Hispanic blood. He should be happier. Martin Sheen's happy as shit. Fuck yeah. You don't hear much about Emilio, though. I wonder if he's happy. I don't know what's up with him, but there's something fucking going down there. Um, eight 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. You're sending some odd emails today, aren't you, Fez? They're going off. Herky jerky, different places. It's always fucking funny with you. I get the biggest kick out of you. I have to say that. Um, here's Nick. Nick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Right, what's up, man? Yeah. 
Yes, man, you gotta have a struggle. Man has to have a struggle in order to be happy. Think about it from the uh, like evolutionary standpoint. I mean, for tens of thousands of years, you go chase wild boars, you protect your tribe, you whatever the fuck you do. You don't have time on your hands, money, uh, you know, all that stuff. You're not supposed to be happy, you understand? That's why the Mexicans, they go to work every day. They work their, 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 their butts off. You know, and at the end of the day, uh, you see your kid, you're happy. A little bit. Small doses, man. You're Small doses, little happy. moments of happiness. But this whole thing of, are you happy? Sometimes we have this as, as, like, it's going to be some kind of finish line to fuck across. And you could be you could be married to the perfect fucking woman, and she could make the smallest mistake then, and then you're like, now I'm fucking unhappy. You see what you did? You see what the fuck you did to me? You caused me to be unhappy. I, I, I maybe the entire happiness thing is just bullshit from word go. Because if Charlie Sheen can't get it, how the fuck are you supposed to get it? Because you ain't going to be making ninety million dollars over the next two years, and if you fucking if if you fucking bought six hookers and a bunch of coke and liquor and stayed at the plaza, MasterCard would find out about it before the fucking cops. You'd be getting a call there going like this. Somebody stole your fucking card. You couldn't just say to them, no, it's me. I just decided to just whack out one weekend. It's a bender. This fucking doesn't... There's not a blip on his fucking radar until the cops show up. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. George, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, kind of piggyback on what his uh, publicist said. One time I was at a Motel 6, had a really bad cough, and I took some cough syrup with codeine on it. I went crazy, and I couldn't find my wallet either, man. It really pissed me off. See, no, this is the problem with the PR people. They can't even come up with a good fucking story that everybody would go, Oh, all right, I got It's your job to come up with a lie that the rest of us will believe. And don't they eventually just have to come back and say, no, that wasn't the case, when he goes no. back into the treatment center? No. They don't have to say shit. They don't care about anything but their fucking money that they get. They don't care if he looks more like an idiot, if he doesn't. They're fucking screaming at each other, code red, we don't want our checks to stop. But talk about crazy enablers. How His friends are going, Jesus Christ, I'm worried about these fuckers. The employers are like... Uh, nothing happened here. Go away. He's still wholesome. Sorry He's to... wonderful. Um, Brent in Ohio, you're a manifest. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah. Uh, just to touch on it. I was, uh, you know, just out of the military at college. I had $10 to my name, bartending, working two jobs, partying at night. Couldn't have been happier. Dead broke. Broke, busted. Couldn't be trusted. Now I've got a pretty good job. Good wife, about to start a family, and I'm miserable in the rat race, chasing the next dollar. Chasing that Yankee coin, my friend. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So, Fez, the thing that is going to make you happy is some other person. And then that person is going to spend all their time making you happy? That's what I'm hoping. That I will just be so enthralled with this person, so absolutely head over heels, mm -hmm. that the happiness will just come raining in. Well, that is how it works, because once you get head over heels uh, uh, about a person, you never take them for granted, you never get used to it, and every moment of your life from that point on is just fucking great. Because you know who they teach that bullshit story to? 
are little girls. The Prince Charming fucking lie. Look at Diana. She married a prince. Living in a fucking castle. Tried throwing her ass down on her own steps. You cannot cross some fucking line in this world. You can't get over. And for some reason, we love reading the miserable stories about these miserable fucking people. Love we it. love it. People are sitting around, like, look at Charlie Sheen. He's such an asshole. Why, they're fucking jacking off to it. The guy's as unhappy as anybody that you know, despite any amount of success. Now, here's the other lie. How many times will you catch this fucker doing an interview? I'm happy now. Oh, God, I'm so happy now. I got a lovely wife. You know, he knows he's lying to people. He knows it. His wife will write some fucking book about, you know, yoga and fucking working out and doing everything right. And now she's happy. No one ever fucking gets happy. It doesn't happen. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Paul, you're my Fez. Hey, guys. I think Charlie uh, Sheen is just reenacting his father's scene from Apocalypse Now in the hotel room. Yeah, but his father has, was smart enough to do it in Vietnam, not at the fucking plaza. You know, what kind of damage did he make in that fucking Viet Cong hotel? Some bamboo got wrecked, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that old fucking shitty-ass sheets that he was laying on down there. He ripped the ceiling fan down, possibly. What's just made out of palm fronds, too? The whole time he's out there, Charlie's in the bush waiting, thinking... I can't wait to meet this super person that's going to make you happy, Fizz. I think he's going to be a wizard. I think you're going to meet a wizard with magic dust. Is it Harry Potter? Or Ron Weasley? Cool. He's a ginger. 866. We could use another ginger around here. Magical one at that. Um, let's go over here to Ian in Jersey. You got uh, Ichiban. Ichiban. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Good, buddy. Apparently, uh, the nine college students in Washington that were hospitalized for overdosing on the date rape drug were actually drinking the highly caffeinated malt beverage Four Loco. I don't know how we we get away with this legalized speed now. With booze, it's fucking speedballs. Yeah, won't they just call it what it is? Speedball. It started with Sparks. Now Four Locos taking up the uh, reins. People Chris, are loving that shit. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Um. I just want to let Fezzy know he's got to find some kind of hobby, like a creative outlet, like photography or something. I got into that recently. Cheered my ass right up. Just, just Have you thought about habit. that, Fez, a creative outlet? I've done my watercolor paintings. And I'm, I'm saying this ironically, Teal. Oh. Yes, I have. What's that? Thought about it. What would your creative outlet be? Um, I, uh, well, I, let's see, I had my watercolors. I the irony yet. Oh, which, it's the show. Yes, it's radio. That oh, would be, he said hop, yeah. That would be your creative outlet. And create. Run into one of your rants. Do it up. We'd love to have you. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. David, Michigan. Hey, Ronnie. Oh, excuse me. We put down this hoagie. Um... Maybe it's not the relationship. Maybe it's the fact that Charlie might have a secret as well. Yeah, he looks like he has a secret. You think, really? Yeah, he Charlie does. Charlie Sheen? Yeah, he does. 
like blowing guys or whatever? I don't know what it is. I'm not going to. I don't look into his life. He seems like a nice guy. He's the wild thing. This is, he was wild thing. Then he married the chick from wild things. That's fucking incest in my opinion. I got to find a creative outlet for myself, Fez. What do you think I should do? I'm thinking about knitting. One thing I always wanted to make is spider webs. I don't know how they do it, but I can't imagine that an insect could do something that I can't. And they shoot that shit out their ass, too. Do they? It looks like then it. Then I don't stand a chance. So they're doing it without even looking. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, this is John. I just wanted to say that the reason you're overlooking here is that the Mexicans have religion in their life, and that's why they're so happy. They yep. have Christ, and that's what makes them happy with each other. And with white people, everyone's losing their religion. You're well, a Southern Baptist. They're happy. Are they happy, though? Because they always seem like they have to redo. No, they sing songs. They're happy. All right, so if they're singing, they're happy. Yeah, I would. I would be, too. Deeper All right, then Morrissey God. must be happy, because he's always fucking singing, and he looks like a wreck to me. Maybe I can't. Maybe I uh, should start knitting. Does that come up to effeminate knitting? No, I don't think so. Do you knit? No, I don't knit. Hicks, do you knit? No. All right, that's my problem. I gotta start hanging around with some knitters and guys that just knit and are committed to it. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Um. Let's go here to Travis. Travis, you're on Fez. Uh, morning, buddy. I got a hitch mob for you, Mr. B. What do you got, buddy? The uh, next film in the Batman saga from Christopher Nolan has a title announced. The Dark Knight Rises, and Christopher Nolan eliminated the Riddler as the villain. So who's the villain going to be? A guy named Pete? He did not say who it is. We just know it's not Mr. Freeze, and it's not the Riddler. And he's been trying to keep it, you know, more gritty and real, so I don't think it's going to be Poison Ivy or the Penguin either. So he may just make up his own villain at this point. We may I... be down to the Mad Hatter. What's wrong with King Tut? Why not bring, bring King Tut back in a big, big way? Um, David, you're on the run. Well, David, you're on the run of Fez show. Good morning, guys. Don't forget that uh, Charlie Sheen is still married to that Brooke Muller chick that he just got in all that trouble in Colorado with, so that's something else you got to deal with, too. Wait, is that right? He's got two wives? Well, that's Denise Richards is his ex-wife, and she was across the hallway, and Brooke Muller was the one that he supposedly threatened with a knife in that hotel I don't ever keep up. I didn't even know about this Brooke Muller. Yeah, so, yeah, he's still married. How come I nobody corrected me on my squad here, on my God squad? Where's my God squad? Sound off. Here. I don't know if I'm That's not the way you sound off. It's one, two. Then I, I know how many I got. Hicks, you're out of the God Squad? I don't know. I'm not very religious. I fucked those prayers up pretty badly. Well, we won every game that you did a Catholic prayer. We won every single game, including a postseason no-hitter. What am I going to do tonight during the series? Just fucking sit there and growl? Actually, at least I can watch without tension. That's like true. I can just say, just calmly, you dick. And without fucking... No! Gonna see Brian Wilson again. His crazy beard. 
Brian Wilson is a crazy fucker. I give He's him all the credit for that. Very strange. I think the I think the crazy black beard is a great idea. I really do. I thought it was his real color when I first saw it. Then I <laughs> saw his hat. So close up his head. I was like, wait a minute. What do you think he is? Part Italian, part coal? <laughs> no one has. No one gets hair that black. Um, here's uh, Dave. Dave, you're on my face. Uh, what's up, my knitters? Um, looks like the polls are out, and they're choosing San Francisco to win in six games. Well, you know, it doesn't matter what these polls say. It matters what happens on that field. And I think, I think it's too close to call. And I watched both series, and I think it's too damn close to call. I wouldn't bet on it. Baseball betting in general is crazy. I would never bet baseball. You know, it's a matter of this. If you're a gambling addict, you just gamble. It doesn't matter what you're gambling on. It doesn't really matter one way or the other. Hey, we got some dice. Uh. Tom, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, I'm just calling to let uh, Fez know that you can't find happiness in another person. You have to find it within yourself and then share it with the other person. Well, what I'll do is I'll try that. I'll try first. See if I can find it in that other person, because I haven't found it myself. So I'll look, I'll look at another person first, though. What, you, what qualities are you looking for in this other person? Big, thick dick? What are you looking for? What are these qualities that are going to make you happy? Um, someone that I feel secure with, someone that I feel safe with, because I don't always feel safe on my own. Uh-huh. So... You, a cop would be perfect for you. <laughs> or FBI agent. So, just, and just someone that, um, I don't know, just someone that I'm, uh, glad to see. All right. Someone, you, you that, know what someone this... that makes the home, uh, a better place to go back to. I got the perfect person for you. My mom. Uh, this is the same relationship I had with her when I was four. Couldn't wait to see her. She kept me safe. Made a nice home for me. I'm going to get a hold of her. The problem is, her and my dad have been together for eons. But you're doing well for yourself. Um, John, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. Love the show. Um, Ron, I know you're talking about things that make you happy, but... The ideas you're coming up with from a creative outlet more sound like ways to distract yourself thinking about it. Knitting and watercoloring, that just sounds more like you're just trying to numb yourself so you stop thinking about why you're not happy as opposed to finding something to make you happy. We've never seen these watercolors. When did you start painting, Fez? Um, when I first got out of the nut hut. So, so when you left there, you started painting? Yeah. You didn't yeah. start painting in there. Oh, yeah. I started painting in there, doing a couple of things, and then kept trying to keep it going afterwards. Mm. Um, so you're saying that's just a distraction for him? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, you're, you're basically just trying to, you know, I think the, the point the person made before about, you know, Mexicans and the hard work and stuff, they don't have time to think about why they're not happy. Maybe I'm not working Fez hard enough. Maybe I need to put him in, uh, be a little tougher on him. Do some physical humor. Fez, I want you to move our desk down to the 30th floor and then back up again. Can I use the elevator? No. Andale, Andale. Um, you think that's it, Fez? You, you, you're not, uh, working hard enough? 
Um, I mean, I, I don't think so. I think I'm just... Let's, let's go over your workload. How many knee-jerk, wacky emails did you send out today? Oh, probably about five. Really? I think yeah. four, four or five. Oh, boy. Um, Jay, in Jersey, you're on my fez. What's up, Fezzy? What happened to Don Cumia? I thought you guys were uh, an item. You still, uh, still with her? She found love in another. It did not work out. Maybe she wants a little something on the side. Maybe that could be you. You know, the New York Marathon's coming up, Fez. Why don't you run it? I don't know if I have time to get training in. I think it's uh, coming up like in two weeks. I never said you had to finish. Just give it a try. Do the best you can. Why don't you be the only one roller skating? Or act like you're uh, crippled and just be one of those guys who's in those cool wheelchairs that you run with your arms. Um, I finally have somebody to, to cheer for this year. Mikey Background is running it. So I got it worked out. He's running right past my house. That's crazy. Yeah. Is he training for it or is he just Yeah, he's been training him? like a motherfucker, he said. Really? It's like Eddie Izzard over there. The he's like the Eddie Izzard right now of Long Island. You gonna run for local government, I by, guess? By the way, that's the only fucking person who runs that you know. Eddie Izzard. First came to mind, sure. <laughs> um Cliff, Long Island, you're in manifest. You know what Fez needs? He needs he needs a measured accomplishment, like improve improve your environment. You know, improve your apartment, so then you'll you'll, you'll be accomplishing something. You'll be getting your mind off what you, off your crap, and you'll be improving your environment, and you'll have something that you could measure. You know, this painting stuff is crap. Is your painting crap? It's oh, crap. it's bad. Yes. But it... I mean, what I'm saying is, you know, clean out a drawer, then maybe go into painting your front door, then maybe you know rearranging your closet, and improve your environment, so when you, you do that for a couple hours, you'll say, wow, look at that. I think look I'll install those green light bulbs. What's that? I think I'll install those green light bulbs. Install a green light bulb? What the fuck are you talking about? Those ones that, those like curly ones that are supposed to be better for the environment. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. Like a, like a, <laughs> not like a green light. Actual like green, is, is good for you. Is, 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 is a blinking green light like the, like the opposite signal of the, uh, of the straight, almost, you know, uh, prostitution thing, or what? I have no idea what he's talking about. None of us do. Um, Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Hey, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. We're so focused on feeling happy. Why don't we just focus on feeling alive? It's the, the whole thing is some of, some of its parts. I mean, I've spent a Saturday afternoon cleaning my gutters and been as happy as anything, and I've spent a afternoon on a private plane and been miserable. I mean, there's no correlation between anything. Why not just live life and chalk it all up at the end? Some things are good, some things are fucked up. When you get this kind of uh, advice, Fez, does it make you feel better? No, it doesn't. Why is that? Because it drags you into the conversation? No, because it just I just realized that, you know, it's... Um, it's just that... I, uh, I just, because I, I don't want to just take advice from people and then say it's not going to work. I just don't want to get into that rut. Um, here's, uh, Slee in Westchester. You're on my Hey, Fez, you know, you can always, uh, date my mom if you want to. 
Oh, this is Flea. It's not Slee. Who wrote down his name as Slee? Not Draft House. What is with not Draft House? He thinks everyone's name is Slee. Uh, there was supposed a double date with Flea. His, you, his mom liked you, and then Flea liked his sister. And you were going to get together for some kind of a fucking strange Westchester thing. Why didn't you do it? Uh, I'm not interested in dating Flea's mom. I, uh, I don't want to look down the road and see Flea as my stepson. Again, you're looking ahead. Maybe you could look at him as some kid who walked in on you and his mom. You know, this could go all different ways. Grab some four locos, go over their house. You're going to stay in the moment. Uh, Kyle, Boston, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fez, I don't want to give you any advice. I just want to tell you I love you, buddy. Thank you, I love you, too. Thanks. And I don't even know you. Here is Bjork, Bork in Salt Lake. What's up, boys? Yeah. Hey, uh, Fezzy, I just wanted to tell you about, uh, I don't think you realize how funny you are. And if you're looking at other people to bring you, you know, bringing them joy, that that brings you joy. You know, I listen to you guys every day, and you pop out with some, some precious gems. I don't know if you get caught. Thank you, Bork. But you make me laugh. And I enjoy your you Icelandic you music. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take your easy. Uh, let's go here to Charlie in Jersey. You're on fest. Ronnie, um, we learned from the, the comedy interviews that you've done, it's miserable. Maybe part of being success, a symptom of being success, is being miserable. That if you're happy, you reach a point and you stay where you are. You'll never keep improving. Part of the reason maybe people are successful is I, I, I want to get that next paycheck. I want to get the next job. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm trying to see the correlation between success and unhappiness. Right, but the difference is, I, I think, what happens is those people seem to find some kind of thing in their work, you know? And there are plenty of comics, uh, Louis C.K. and Jimmy is another example of they won't let themselves feel any kind of contentment from their success. Um, but they will be driven by the fear of failure, you know? They, wouldn't, they won't succumb to failure, you know? To not succeed isn't acceptable to them. Again, I don't know if that, that does anything for your personal happiness. That was actually going back to the start of this. I mean, what is the point of, oh, I want to get the gold fucking trophy, if when you get the gold trophy, you're not happy with it? Or you're only happy for five minutes or an hour? And you'll see plenty of guys like that after the championship. Next year, we're going to fuck it. Just why can't you relax and have a steak tonight, cigar? Go watch tape. What's the whole point then? If it doesn't give you that feeling, uh, what's the whole point? Uh, Danny, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Fez is really funny, and the problem with doing radio is he can't hear everybody laugh. Maybe you need some canned laughter in the studio. Well, we talked about that before. Fez will do a lot better if people are sitting in front of him. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's great. I, I would love to hear some more Jan Brady or Ric Flair. That stuff is hilarious, guys. You're great. Thank you. Yeah. 
You want some canned laughter? Hicks, you got any canned laughter? Let's hear it. <laughs> that actually even made me feel better. Here's what I want you to do. Stay on that with all Watley's sniper one-liners today. Done and done. Yeah. Or when he just comes into the room, could there be like an applause thing like they do with Kramer and Fonzie? Okay, some applause, sure. Um, here's uh, Steve-O in Michigan. Steve-O. Whoops, let me try again. Steve-O. I believe I have a spy report. Let me hit this. Spy report. Spy report. What do you got, buddy? Uh, I fell asleep on the red line in Chicago yesterday, mm -hmm. and I woke up in downtown Flint, Michigan, surrounded by Asian carp. Uh, 866 run zero fez. 866 run zero fez. Matter of fact, here's a very interesting thing. In Chicago yesterday, at Molly's, we're very excited about this, too. A gentleman came in who was the number one yo-yo person in America. And entertained people, ate some cupcakes, and left. And I'm like, well, how would you even know that? Guy comes in, oh, uh, I came here because I'm a Ron Fez fan. This is what drives me crazy. This place, we've had like a strong man show up there, start lifting people around. We've had uh, the great Tumblr went in there, started tumbling, doing crazy shit. The yo-yo guy. You would think if you just went by Molly's, we have the most talented goddamn audience in radio. I don't know why they don't call us up and say, I'm the number one yo-yo uh, uh, person. Um, so he, threw, he did tricks for him? Yeah, he was unbelievable. Awesome. They showed me a thing. They showed me the YouTube. I'd, I'll put it up on 202 Friends for you. He's phenomenal. But By the way, also tightrope walkers are in there that are all Ron and Fez fans. And I'm like, why are we talking with Slee then? Why does the only fucking listeners we get to meet, they're like Slee? Oh, not true. I mean, fast. sometimes I think about our listeners, and I, I'm just going to like from a Kathleen from the Bronx, and I'm like, she can't even beat Earl, and I get very depressed when I think about it. Yeah, that. that's pathetic. I'm gonna get that up on. This guy's going two yo-yos at the same time, oh, and then starts wrapping them around each other. He's yo-yoing with the wrong yo. It's fucking crazy. I remember when I was a freshman in high school, yo-yos like blew up again for some reason. Everyone, like know. every seven yeah. to eleven years. <laughs> Weird. They get very cool with like uh, middle age kid, middle school kids. Yeah. You have a yo-yo? Um, I had a yo-yo when I was a kid. Really couldn't get it to work. I used to drag it along and just say, "This is walking the dead dog." <laughs> Feel better? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess a little, sure. Walking the dead dog. Hank Freeman is his name. Uh, and it's up on um, 202 Friends. He's first in the United States, third in the world championship. Uh, there's a guy from the Philippines and another guy from the Ukraine. Third in the in the world. That's crazy. Why is he, why does he just come on in with some time? What the fuck? All right, now remember I was telling you guys about Just John getting his car stolen. I've been keeping mm -hmm. up with it on Twitter. So 
Now, I'm going to, I've had to go through his blogs to get this. So he goes to a bar, comes out, the car is gone, freaks out, the whole fucking nine yards. Um, he calls the cops, all kinds of shit. About a week later, they get a call. Oh, we found your car. It's over at the impound lot, right? He heads over there. There's his car. Bunch of fucking tickets on the front of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and they fucking hauled it over there. He was two blocks away from where his car is supposed to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just staggering drunk out of that bar. No, I have no idea whether he's staggering drunk. He just didn't know where his car was. But he has had his laptop in there, his uh, iPad, the whole thing. So the good news is he got his car back. The bad news is, I guess it was impounded, whatever that's going to cost you. The way he made it sound, at least three tickets oh, in New York, which has got to be, what, about 125 150 a ticket? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And the uh, impound lodges per day is crazy. It, it, oh, it is? Yes, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, he had to rent a car. Why, this fucking whole thing, <laughs> all because he didn't know where his car was. It may be a case now of just go get a new car, it'd probably be cheaper. <laughs> Somebody's killing today, huh? With the canned audience, yes. <laughs> all right, I want to put up this stupid fucking thing. Uh, which you, you should also, um, this is this Nike commercial, LeBron James. Uh, and what happens here? Now, LeBron is taking on the new cocky uh, character. And uh, he is going to face down his things. But wasn't LeBron always like the nicest guy in the world? Before all this happened? Yeah, he was always the fucking saint of goddamn Cleveland. So, um, don't, you know, don't ever let this get out of your, your fucking mind that now he's bought in to his own negative hype. But this is LeBron's new Nike commercial. What should I do? Should I admit that I've made mistakes? Should I remind you that I've done this before? Should I give you a history lesson? What should I do? Should I tell you how much fun we had? So, this went well. Should I really believe I ruined my legacy? What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Should I have my tattoo removed? Want to see my shiny new shoes? Should I just sell shoes? Shiny new shoes? Or should I tell you I am not a role model? Hi, Chuck. Seriously, what should I do? Should I tell you I'm a championship chaser? Get it for the money, rings? Should I be who you want me to be? Should I accept my role as a villain? Maybe I should just disappear. Should I stop listening to my friends? They're my friends. Should I try acting? He's got to deal with the heat, man. Be patient. After a while, the temperature drops and everything is free and easy. Should I be writing this down? Uh huh. Should I make you laugh? Should I read you a soulful poem? Shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. But still, like air, I'll rise. Or should we just clear the decks and start over? Coming through here! What should I do? Should I be who you want me to be? 
How about this? You should suck on a thick dick and choke on it. Shut the fuck up. Just play ball, you asshole. Don Johnson making a huge comeback, though. Don Johnson, um, well, because it's Miami. Oh. And seriously, still in Miami, that man's a major star. <laughs> really? That's yeah. great. Uh, they call Ease Bounding Down the Don Johnson show down there because he was on it for a second. Yeah, if you uh, if you ever do anything in someone's hometown, they're crazy about you. But how fucking wise ass, huh? Oh, absolutely. The the whole Charles Barkley thing, a shoving a donut in your face, the shoes thing with Michael Jordan. It's yeah, it's completely wise ass. <laughs> I didn't even get that one. There's no sense in it. There's no sense in you keep stirring the pot. They you, weren't even advertising shoes there or products. It was just LeBron. Nike is as obnoxious as him right now. It, they're just... It's just the most annoying thing in the world. And I had no problem with them leaving. I didn't give a shit. But this whole thing of you're acting like you're the center of the world. You know how many championships you've won? Zero. None. You're in Kobe's league, whether you like it or not. You don't like it, you got to beat him. Not make a funny commercial about what should I do. Shut the fuck up. Well, it doesn't even come across as funny or even parody. It just looks so sarcastic, especially when he, you know, is winking into the camera. It's so unlikable. I don't even know if there's Heat fans that would like this. <laughs> Was Heat fans the uh, punchline? I don't it. know. All right, we got a break here. Uh, we come back. Sir Elton John defends playing like a trained monkey for Rush Limbaugh. Look at me, Rush. I'm doing everything you asked me to do. Thanks for the money. Uh, all that after the jump. It's the Run and Fez Show. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197, XM202. Hey, everybody. Come on over here, please. Just want you guys to know that I am drunk as fuck, driving around town drunk. I'm on dope. And I want you to call the police. I want to go back to jail. Please. Not only that, but I got a loaded handgun right here. I'm going to start firing this off. So please call the cops. It is the Ron and Fez show. Hey, I've noticed this, Hicks. They've stopped uh, talking about the violent hits uh, in the NFL. Last week, all the talk in the world was headshots and is it going to ruin the game. Uh, one week later, it doesn't come up anymore. 
I have a hit that I could discuss about Tony Romo's fucking poor body getting destroyed. You uh, you couldn't get a more clean hit yeah, than that, <laughs> and that is part of the problem of football. You are going to get hurt when two grown men of extreme athletic ability run into each other. Now, I look at this thing, and they are really, on one hand, we don't want the violent hits. And I'm, I'm watching ESPN and commentator after commentator. Violent hits have got to stop. And they make real good points. And then they go into their piece called Jacked Up, where they show people getting jacked up. And you can't get around the fact that our entire life, when we played football as little kids, when we watched football, it was always about hitting hard. And when you're a kid playing football, they would point out the guys of that time and say, I want you to be able to hit like him. That's all it's about. I mean, even people who don't watch football will watch some fucking crazy violent shit happen. Right. In, uh, in the highlight reel. That's shit they'll make regular news. If someone gets really fucked up, that's what people want to watch. Let's face it, it's the only time a defensive player will find himself on the highlight reel is either a pick or a violent hit. What else What else do you have a linebacker for besides violent hits? And I know the uh, the NFL like, released a statement uh, after this week saying that, oh, good good work on not fucking each other up with you know, helmet-to-helmet collisions right. or whatever. And I, I just thought it was ridiculous. Right. It like it worked. For one fucking week. It's not going to fucking last. And it's ridiculous that they're fucking cracking down so hard. Well, this is the interesting thing, too, is they put out the polls, and the polls are well over 50%. Of people saying, yes, I want the violent hits taken out of football. And I'm like, I wonder if they're even telling the truth. I wonder if that's just the politically correct thing to say is I don't want to see anybody get hit. But then when you're watching the game, you enjoy those kind of hits. That's what everyone blows up for. Either someone scores or Mm -hmm. it's a fucking someone gets really fucked up. And why do they still over and over again? Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't think the old quarterbacks put the guys across the middle as much as they do now. I don't think in the 80s you'd be sending a guy across the middle knowing he's going to get lit the fuck up like that if he's your star receiver. It just seems to me like uh, maybe from a coaching point of view, offensively, they don't they don't pay attention to the violent hits. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866 866- Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Sean, you're on a Fez. Hey, boys. Uh, you know, me and my buddy was talking about that this weekend. And, you know, 20 years ago, like Steve Largent, Chris Carter, these guys were stick figures out there catching the ball. Now you've got wide receivers out there who can bench 300 pounds and, you know, the bigger, faster, stronger program come through. And, I mean, the guys back then, they had the mean attitude. They just didn't have the you know, the damn 300 bodies to go along with it. Now you've got friggin' warriors out there taking people's heads off. Well, it's kind of an interesting point that, yeah, if you go back and watch NFL films and they'll show stuff by the 60s, not only those guys would show up, they do some calisthenics, they might run back and forth, and then they started playing ball. They're fucking thugs. <laughs> they were not in great shape. If you were a big guy, you didn't have great speed. And if you had great speed... You were a little guy. Now we have guys that are defensive linemen that can just flat out fly. 300-pound-plus guys that can haul ass. Uh, You brought up people the size of T.O. 
that are, you know, in great shape, and uh, the defensive back uh, position are incredible speed now and just fearless. Fearless. And will throw their body out there. Uh, so, of course, some, maybe the fucking point is to not let these guys work out. Really, uh, start and test their body fat, and they need more. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, right off the bat, though, Fezzy, I'm going to ask you, as a Buccaneers fan, uh, which side of this you fall on? Yeah, I think I, it's the NFL just putting on a show. The NFL wants these big hits, too. They just, they have to say this. But they know we're going to end up with more paralyzed guys, and they're afraid of, and every player predicts that sooner or later we're going to have a death on the field. And that's going to hurt the NFL when that happens. So I, do, I don't think they want that to happen. But at the same time, they haven't really done anything with the helmet. I mean, since the 1960s, look what the telephone has become. Look how much the telephone has changed from the rotary telephone that you have stuck in your house into a cell phone that you can call people from the other side of the fucking world. But the, the helmet stays exactly the same. I think it was Joe Paterno saying, go backwards, take the face mask off the thing. If there's no bar on it, then uh, it's less likely to be used as a weapon. If the guy knows he can hurt his own face. Uh, well, what about using the fucking top of the helmet to somebody else's face? Are you telling me, and I know Joe Paterno, you know, is a nice man, but he sounds crazy as a loon if he thinks you could have that same helmet. And no face mask. I mean, is he saying going back to the fucking leather helmets? All right. That's one thing. But you can't have that kind of fucking helmet and no face mask. That would be insane. Uh, Jason, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. As a defensive player, this whole thing makes me angry because nobody talks anymore about how hitting hard and being violent is part of the strategy of the game. To take that fucker out of the game so that you can increase your chances of winning. And not dirty, just violent. All right, what level did you play on, Jason? D1, D1 college. Um, so in that level, you set out almost every game, I'm going to try to knock somebody out of the game. I was a defensive end, so fucking quarterback, just sitting back there with his arms up like a girl, is going to get his head taken off. And now you would find yourself playing the game and not set up to only fines, but basically... They're starting to treat some of these guys as if they're criminals, like they're dangerous criminals. Yeah, it's awful. It's you know that's part of the game. Like it's just the same as running trickery in in the passing game. It's just building yourself up, preparing so that you're as muscular as possible to destroy these fuckers. All right, thanks. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Now, when you hear him talk that way, Fez, are you comfortable with it? No, it sounds a little um, animalistic. And yet, that is what the game is, and always has been. For some reason, because we've taken this thing on as our Sunday thing, and hey, guess what? Now the girls watch with us. I mean, when you go to a sports bar, it's normally 30% women now. I just saw that they've got the, the NFL jerseys are now in women's cuts 
after all these years so the women can wear it and look sexier. Uh, 20% of our fantasy league is women who know just about as much about the league as most of the guys. They're both in the top tier. So it's not that unusual, but it takes away from this was always a ugly game. In the locker room, they would always talk about um, violent, violent things. Uh, Smoke, Arkansas, you're on my What's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, Fezzi, it was Mike Dickett that said that, and he said he would go back to the, the old leather helmets. But these guys are too strong and too fast to do that. They could still kill somebody. Um, Mike Dickett, at the time that he played, was considered a big guy. He doesn't look overly big now. Um, and Mike Dickett would, I think he was Hall of Fame, at least he, he was an all-pro tight end, uh, would not have the speed to play in today's. He would not have the height. And he would not have the speed to play in t- today's game. And it was pretty much a dominating tight end when he played. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Lorenzo, you're a run of Fez. Uh, yeah, another thing that uh, that they don't talk about is <clears throat> these hits like are game changers. Like They could change the whole flow of the game. Like some fucking linebacker lays out like a running back, a hard... Like, it changes the game. Like, now it just changes the whole flow of the game, and it would just fuck up everything. It would suck without these hits. Um, Fezzi, you agree or disagree? I mean, it would change the game, but it sounds like that's what the... If the NFL, if they're true to their word, that's what they want to do anyway. See, they're trying to have it both ways. They remind me of a politician who's like, support the troops, support the troops. And then the troops, you know, they come home to horrible conditions in the VA hospitals, and they don't get the equipment they need in Iraq. You're angry about this, and you're taking down the fat cats in Washington, Fez. I got to tell you this. I appreciate it. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Talking about the violence in football today, looking to take it away, or at least... Search! Search! Hurry up and search! What the hell was that for? I just heard a giant search, search, hurry up and search. Oh, somebody must have hit something on the way through the room. You didn't hear that in your headphones? Yeah. Um... Here is, um, let's go over here to Mike. Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Run Fest, I love you guys, man. Uh, but I, I, I honestly think football is a game of strategy. You want to start and stop your opponent, not necessarily kill him or punish him. You just want to stop them. So uh, <laughs> I think you can take some violence out of the game, and it will still be a fantastic sport because the defensive guys, all they got to do is stop the guy. Not all right, then let's go into this. Would we sit around and watch flag football? No, you wouldn't watch flag But that would be a highly strategic game. It is a highly strategic game. You cannot take the thing out of football, the fact that this was played by nasty guys for many, many years. And when you're in the locker rooms, they're talking about knocking people out, and blah, 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 and the excitement level that goes into that. Um... Here's John in Pittsburgh. You're on a Fez. Yeah, Mr. Fez, they're picking on the defense, um, wanting them to change the way that they were taught the game and how to play the game. 
But what about the offense? What about the running backs who lower their shoulders and lower their helmets to bust through that line? I mean, they're not telling them uh, to change the way that they run the ball or, or the way that they bust through the hole. So they're actually picking on the defense and wanting them to completely change everything that they've learned and grew up uh, knowing how to play the game. Uh, it is an interesting thing because if you look at a guy like AP, um, it looks like he sets out to punish the defense every single game. And the interesting thing is all his yards tend to come at the end of the game a- after these body blows that he's put on a fucking defense for four quarters. Then he'll start to cut. It's a rough game. It's an ugly game. It really is. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, the other part that doesn't come into this is notice the speed that it takes in time for this tackle to take place. It's in far less than a second. It's like that every single time. And who gets embarrassed more than defensive backs? The backs are the ones who look like clowns half the time. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Tim. Tim, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, what do you uh, what do you think about widening the field now that you got, these guys can uh, cover so much ground so fast and they're so huge? Maybe a little space for these guys. Um, it, the weird thing about football is, is, isn't it odd how much it changed? The one thing that hasn't changed is the size of the field. But we've talked before about what quarterbacks could do. What you can't even compare between decades with football. There's no possible way that you could look at this and think to yourself, would a Bart Starr be able to compete in today's game? It almost seems like he couldn't because the game has changed so much. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Rod, you sound like a million bucks today, man. Thanks, buddy. Um, honestly, if they get rid of the big heads, it's not only going to change the chemistry of the game, how the game moves, it's going to change the psychology of the players as well. That that wide receiver is going to be able to catch that pass while running up on that strong safety without thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to get my fucking head taken off if I catch this, you know? It's just like it's going to be a different game. Um, It will be a totally different game. It will be a totally different game. Now, Fez, you gave us the viewpoint from the owners, but what about your viewpoint as a long-term fan? Um, I, what do you want? The, what do you want the game to be? Uh, I want. I don't want to see people get paralyzed, but I don't see how you can tell people not to hit in a hitting game. It's it's ridiculous. It's basically you know tie one arm behind their back. Then if you have to do that, well, by not leaving their feet, you've already kind of done that, right? You can't do the leaving your feet tackle anymore, right? Right, yeah. And that was a gigantic uh, part of the game for many, many years. So it's not like they haven't adjusted these things. And the game, not only does the game seem to go on, it's more popular than ever. It's ridiculous how popular football is in this country now. The interest in the other sports, I mean, a regular Monday night is beating the baseball playoffs. Beating it. It doesn't matter who's in the Super Bowl; it's going to be fucking huge. Whereas this World Series is considered a, going to be considered a failure because it's not whatever Yankees, fucking Phillies. Um, let's go over here to uh, Brent. You're on Fez. Uh, Brent. Hello. Yes. Yes, how you doing? Listen, how about the Patriots' first Super Bowl when they didn't crush the Rams by hitting them hard 
they never won that game. Uh, Fez, what do you say to that? Yeah, that, I mean, that was the strategy. The hitting has to be there. It's, yeah, if they didn't hit them hard, that would never happen. They, they, they made the offense scared of them, and that's how they won the Super Bowl. You can't. They were not as skilled as the Rams, and that was one of their way to you know be able to fucking play. Tom and Phoenix, you're running Fez. Hey, guys. Um, I, I don't know if you guys, if everybody's missing a point, but, I mean, it's it's the illegal hits that they're trying to get rid of. I mean, the, the hard hits are still always going to be there. I mean, if they hit the other night on Romo, was as legal as it gets. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's the helmet to helmet. It's the defenseless receiver. You guys are talking. Some of these callers are calling up talking like the hitting is going to be taken out of football. There's no way. I mean, but, but and then last week, last week it was the highest um, points total since 1983. So guys were definitely they were not, pulling back because of the 75 fucking thousand dollars. But now again. Is that all we want? Do we just want to see these big offensive games? Because obviously, not, but here's the thing. You, are you just going to let these wide receivers run around without fear in the middle of the field? Part of the fucking reason was you would not do this to your star receiver. You would not fucking slam him across that fucking field so he's going to take a blind hit. It would be insane. Now you can do it. Um, here's Dave. Dave, you're on my face. Hey, guys. I think Fez is right in that they don't really want the hitting to go away, but I think now it's on record, if and when somebody is killed on the field, that we said that we didn't want this, because otherwise the lawsuit, they're going to be wide open. You know what? I agree with that, but I don't want to just put the responsibility with the owners, because the fact is, it's really up to the fans anyway. You know, I mean, we could we could always act like, well, the owners are bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I already gave you the polls that came out with the fans, and the fans are saying when they are polled, no, I'm against violent hits. For the same reason that they don't want to look like fucking animals in real life. But when you're watching that game, you do want to see somebody get stuck. That's why that game is popular. It's not as beautiful of a game as baseball or even basketball. It's a violent game. We like seeing people get fucked up in anything. It's just violence will always fucking be our number one thing we love to watch. Um, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Uh, these short-term spectacular hits that are causing these da damage to one player one time it does not compare at all to the long-term effects that playing at these weights and this size and the daily grind has on these football players. You see the old players um, after 20 years after they've been out of the game, and they're like they're crippled. And you see it all the time. They're not on TV much, but if you're you know live anywhere where there's a, a team of retired athletes in town, you see these guys, and that's what the NFL needs to look at. You think that's what the players union would be more after than these short-term uh, spectacular TV highlight hits? Uh, it's a very it's a very good point, and the union and the owners themselves do not give a shit about those old guys. And I'll just remember the guys that we see that we're like, oh man, look at the way Jim Brown's hobbling around her. Joe Namath has had 30, 40 goddamn knee operations and he's hobbling around. That's because we know those guys. How many of these guys that leave that game that we don't even know? That they didn't, you know, they weren't big star players who we're keeping an eye on. And those guys aren't going to get some kind of endorsement deal or 
a deal back with the team, showing up and signing autographs during the fucking preseason games. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Gary. Gary, you're on Fez. Oh, yeah, Ron, you mentioned earlier how guys like uh, Dick uh, and even Bob Hayes uh, couldn't play in today's game. But it's because of players like that that the players are like they are now. You know, you had Bob Hayes out there running these crazy 4-4-40s, then they started having to have faster defensive backs to cover them. Right. Mike Dick being a tight end as big as he was, then you had to start having bigger linebackers to cover them. So it kind of one created the other. It's really, uh, it's really interesting that you're just wondering where this crazy game is going to go, because I don't, I can't think of too many other sports that change as much as football does. I think that if you you teleported somebody from the 1950s to a game today, they're like, "What the fuck is this dog and pony show? What the hell did this become into? Is this a circus?" Uh, Bill, PA, you're on Fez. Is it Bill? I guess it is. Yeah. I didn't name uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, uh, you guys did a show a while back about the law of unintended consequences, and the uh, league changed rules so that defenses couldn't clutch and grab, so they right. don't play man coverage anymore. So guys sit back in zones, inside linebackers sit back in zones. If you look back historically, like Jack Tatum's hit is a safety in a cover two scheme who smashes a guy in, in a man coverage that wouldn't have happened. And then all your crossing routes are a reaction to zone defenses right. hitting holes in the zone. So the league did it when they wanted to increase scoring, and guys getting hurt is just, you know, the consequence of that change. And you're right. It definitely is unintentional, and it's really funny that even, you know, as the helmet the helmet goes down, then what will be the next thing that happens? Uh, really good points, Bill. Thanks. 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Chris, Philadelphia. Hey, Ron. Um, you know, the hypocrisy of the NFL is that in one breath they're saying, well, we want to outlaw these hits because we want to protect the players. But in the same breath, they're like, oh, let's extend the season two more games as well, which will probably do far more damage to these players long term than these hits ever will. Well, here's the funny thing. Have you ever heard a single fan say we need two extra games for this season? Nobody is asking for it. It's already an enormously long season. We've got the um, the January was always the Super Bowl. Now it's February. You know, they used to always do this some kind of January classic. And, you know, it's January. That's just out the window. And no one sits there. It's not like these. Let's face it. If we had two extra games in the season, would the Cowboys season already look over now anyway? Yeah, it would. You could tell when a team doesn't have it. It doesn't really matter if you run uh, 12 games, 14 games, 16 games, 18 games. All you're going to do is have more injuries. It's not like you change that excitement level. As a matter of fact, it could go the opposite way where you start acting like I can miss games. I don't need to see all the games like you do in baseball or basketball. Yeah, the, beginning, the beginning and the end of the season, gonna, who gives a shit? Fuck it. I don't need to watch it. Until someone gets on a streak or whatever. That's right. it. It's all, it's all it's going to matter. They just want more advertising dollars or whatever, I guess. I guess that's what they want, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously they just want more money, but they're not doing it for the sport itself. And long term, I honestly think it'll hurt the sport. 
and just going to get longer. I, 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 has anything ever been reduced? Has uh, season mm. ever, No, right? Well, let me longer. just put it this way. We all love Eastbound and Down, right? Hell yeah. If they added fucking episodes to Eastbound and Down, would our experience get better or worse over time? It would get worse because we would be watering it down. Yeah. Uh, Louis C.K. show uh, was brilliant this year. And just like when you're like, it's peaking, it ended, and he gets to go back and do another season. Perfect. If he did 26 episodes, you might be like, oh, there they are, bringing back that character again. What you know movie? what I mean? Like, you don't. Then you start to rely on, hey, we had a character that kind of worked before. We had to just bring him back. People like to see. You know, it stops being about the writing and, and comedy and just uh, comes about filling time. Guys filling time and not putting in. Uh, and I think that's what's going to happen with the NFL, where you're going to have to have two, three quarterbacks. And if you get up in the second half, do you say to yourself, oh, we better pull Manning. No sense in, in risking this. Of course they are. Quarterback, there's going to be second-string quarterbacks that get a lot of play now. Now let's say in an 18-game season, if suddenly the Colts find themselves going 12-0, and 13-0, maybe they don't play Manning the last month. Why would you? It wouldn't make any sense because you would just get fucked up. Where we've, we've already had years where he didn't play the last two, three games of the season. It's fucking crazy. And again, what does it come down to? Money. Um, let's go over here to uh, John. John, you're on Hey, how you doing, Ron? Good, buddy. Uh, you you got to understand, too, they're trying to protect these players. These guys are getting killed. These rules have been on the books for years. You're not allowed to lead with your helmet. You, you can't leave your feet when you're, when you're, when you're making a tackle. And, and these guys are just getting laid out. They're getting hit in the head with a piece of concrete. And, and, and they're carrying bodies off on stretches. It is. You know? It's very rare to have uh, most of these guys um, show up by the end of the season and, and look like they still have it together. Let's end this the way we like to with the blowhard. Hey, blowhard. You know, the whole thing is hypocritical by the ownership and the uh, commissioner. They have to protect their brand, obviously, their star players, for, for attendance reasons, for marketing, and for TV ratings. Uh, they don't want fans going to the Cowboy game to see a John Kitna. They want to protect the Romos of the world. But at the same time, they want to cut the, change the game. They want to try to protect these guys. But by doing that, you are changing the game. And the one thing that we're not addressing is we're talking about these defensive hits. What about the offensive linemen? who are crack-backing these uh, defensive players, blocking them from behind, and basically blowing out their knees and just busting their legs up. If you're going to start going after uh, hard hits, especially illegal hits with the helmet to the head, you're going to have to go after these offensive linemen. The Denver Broncos made a whole uh, decade of success by crack-backing, going after defensive guys, going after their legs. And then you got guys like Heinz Ward, who played filthy on offense, so the bottom line is you can't change the game, and yet the NFL, like you said before, it's all about the profits and the ratings. They want to keep their stars. And if you watch every roughing the passer penalty, I would say maybe half of the roughing the passer penalties are nonsense. Maybe it's just what we grew up watching. But I saw Peyton Manning once just get bumped, and they threw the flag. And, you know, again, they want to preserve their, their brand, but at the same time, you change the game. It's getting more and more uh, mass appeal. But 
the hits have always been about the game. It's not about this, this, this nonsense about going after guys and finding them. Cheap hits happen. It's part of the game. But cheap hits happen on both sides of the line. So if you're going to go after those guys with the late hits or the hard hits or the illegal hits, I want the offensive linemen who do the clipping in the, in the, in the crack. Like Mussolini. He's like Mussolini. I want them. Bring them to me. That's uh, right. You have to do it because you can't have a game change. And They don't care about those players, though. It's like a cop. They, they, they care. Kill. Let's face something. Even more than the quarterbacks right now, I think they care about wide receivers. Right. It's all and about T.O. Right and... now, it's, they should put dresses on them because well, be now any contact, you see that flag come out. It's absurd. The pass interference, the ho- defensive holding calls, it's crazy. I love the bump and run. I, l- I love watching defenders you know, get an edge up on these guys. And these but guys most people can't... don't feel like they've seen a game unless it ends up 41-38. And even a Jet game the other week when the Jets won on a pass interference call, right. it, was, it was absurd. And I don't know where this is going because with the mass appeal, the public relations about concussions, and from what I hear, it, it goes all the way down to the college and high school level um, with the hard hits, and they don't want the children to emulate their favorite NFL stars. Back in the day, you got hit like that. You got your bell rung. You sat out a bit. But now, and then the guy mentioned before about the 18-game schedule. You're going to be punishing these guys even more. And like I said before about the police, they teach cops to shoot to kill. When you teach a football player how to tackle, how to hit, he's going to have a better chance of getting injured if he has to think twice and, and basically stop halfway through a tackle. If he doesn't go full throttle, He's going to kill him. He's going to hurt himself. Yeah, it is true that I don't know how you're supposed to I don't think. Know how you can control it. If yeah. you have an open quarterback, you're coming in on the blind side, and you're about to hit him like Romo got hit the other night. Say the, what's his face, Bowley, who made the tackle, said, oh, my God, I might get penalized, and kind of stopped halfway. Who knows what would have happened to him? He probably would have damaged his own body. So the commissioner, is, it's just all about the money. It's all about getting this broad audience. They want to expand to Europe. It's obvious. They're going back to England this weekend. They want to get an international flavor to the game. I don't think it's going to happen, not in our lifetime. I don't think so either. I don't see it happening, but this is what they want to do. And eventually, all of your local games that you want to watch your team, it's going to be on pay-per-view. You're going to get your national games. This is the plan, I'm telling you. And you're going to get maybe the 1 o'clock game here in the East Coast, the 4 o'clock game in the evening game. But if you want to watch your regional team, it's already started with DirecTV. They're going to make you pay for your local team. That's what's going to happen in football. So, like anything else, it just goes down into the shitter, whether it's personal seat licenses and overpriced merchandise. And now they're fucking... Yeah, the you know, you're, you're right about this, Blowhard. Thanks, buddy. It really is... That's why I think the finger pointing is almost a fucking waste of time because it's almost what the people are willing to do. And enough, by going out and buying their merchandise while you're unhappy with your with the team, you're probably hurting the product. It's very strange. But even me, I'm fucking already pissed off about the uh, the deal I get through the fucking computer that I hook up to my TV because I can't put a fucking dish on. I should just say fuck it, not get it, because the computer work runs like shit. Need red zone though. I need red zone because I got so many players I got to keep a fucking eye on. It's terrible right now. And if San Diego goes down, that could be my season. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. They're shitting themselves. I'm getting by on spit and polish. All right, we got to take a break here. Uh, unmasked.
coming up. Uh, we'll make that announcement. Make sure that you are following uh, Unmasked Show on Twitter. Unmasked Show on Twitter. And when we come back, we'll announce uh, what the first of two Unmasked are next week. So make sure you're uh, paying attention. This is the Run and Fez Show. The Run and Fez Show. The virus. Serious. XM. Number three. Step forward. Tell me the key, you cocksucker. In English, please. Excuse me. In English. Tell me the fucking keys, you cocksucker. What the fuck? It's the Run and Fez show on a weekday, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, hanging out with you today until, uh, I'm going to say today, 3 o'clock on the east. That's it. Then we're done. That's the end of our day. A computer yanks us off the air, and that's the end of us. We go into hiding until... The very next morning at 11 a.m. Uh, so we had an unmasked to announce for next Tuesday. And I think this is going to be one of the more interesting unmasked. This is a um, gentleman who's been a comedian for uh, well over 20 years, uh, working not just all over the United States, but around the world. And if that was not enough, for the last, I think, 11, 12, 13 years, he has been the talent coordinator for the David Letterman show, Late Night with David Letterman. So it's his job to actually pick the comedians who go on uh, Letterman, and he runs through the set with them. It's a pretty interesting uh, thing. Should be one of the real great unmasked. Eddie Brill. Eddie Brill is the uh, next unmasked, and that is, I believe, Wednesday, November 3rd, and 6.30 at night, Fez? 6.30 at night, yep. So go to Unmasked Show, Unmasked Show on Twitter. Unmasked Show on Twitter to be part of that. And this one should be a very, very cool one. Um, That's one week from tonight. Was that right? Yeah, one week. One week from tonight, Eddie Brill. This is a guy that we wanted to get on uh, since the very early days because there's not a lot about the art of stand-up comedy that this man doesn't know, um, as well as uh, just the way that the Letterman show runs, which is a, a pretty cool situation to be able to have these conversations. He's He does the warm-up for every single Letterman show. Uh, he and Dave go over comedy stuff all the time, and um, after a couple of years of him doing the warm-up, Dave asked him to be the guy who books the comedians. So... Everybody uh, who's ever done the Letterman show as a stand-up has to go through Eddie Brill. And it should be a lot of fun to talk about. All right, that's Unmasked Show on Twitter. Unmasked Show on Twitter. Make sure you get over there and get some tickets. We always keep a small audience. And um, these things have been killer lately. And literally, anything can happen during these Unmasked. We get in some bizarre situations, and we'll be sharing the video of one of those with you very, very soon. 
Um, we've got the, our video department working on it, but a once in a lifetime crazy thing happened. Um, at one, well, the last two on mess, uh, we had Reggie Watts, which we had a, a bizarre occurrence show up during. And then of course the one after that Fez. Pat Cooper, which we are now going to have to edit. Oh, any number of times because, uh, what happened? Pat wrote a book where he uh, gave out a, a, well, he described a person rather than giving them name for legal reasons. And then he goes, uh, but since we're sitting here like with you, I'm just going to give out the person's name as I tell this horrific story about them. And his manager, of course, almost had a meltdown because why could you, if you had to legally protect something in the book and be okay to give away on a, on a radio show. Uh, Pat Cooper was... Well, there's very few people who, who come into the room unmasked. Pat Cooper came in and just, I want to share every crazy story that I have. And basically, my interviewing uh, there went, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Pat Cooper and let's all say goodbye to Pat Cooper. That was the amount... Talk about having an easy show that day where I didn't really have to do much for Pat Cooper to want. Matter of fact, it's just the opposite. I am now going back and helping to mask him a little bit. He was so unmasked that I can't let the man get a lawsuit because everybody loves Pat Cooper. So we are doing what we've never done on unmasked, going back to cover it up, and only the people uh, in the room know exactly the name that I'm talking about, which... Well, I don't want to set it up so Pat gets a, uh, all these people, that there's a curtain on the wall and they think that the purpose of it is is to pull it open and look inside. If it was a shower curtain, would they do it? I hope not. It's like seeing someone put their head over. Now, I, I leave my side open, but you don't like to see bodies walking around, Fez. Right, yeah. Why is that? Um, it's It's distracting to me. It's very distracting where it's, and well, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because it doesn't stop anyone anyway. Right. And, and with these lights, the glare just makes people press their faces up against the glass anyway. But why does that bother you? I, I mean, from my point of view, I couldn't give a shit what I looked out there and saw. I got my own fucking thing going on. Yeah, what happens with me is I see someone out there and it feels like they want something, like I have to acknowledge them. Like they want something or they're coming in and I don't know who they are. All right. But to go back to that, if I did not have that, uh, you know, if I would have had a curtain around the Reggie Watts thing, we wouldn't have gotten one of the bigger uh, moments of Unmasked because you never know what crazy celebrities are going to be walking around here. But here's the thing, too, the people that you're complaining about, when you see one of the vice presidents leading people around i mean it's one thing when you see mark zito leading people around you're like well they're nobody i actually heard him uh say this uh one day and i'm not even um well let me try to oh yeah here's how he said so mark zito who was on the show with us yesterday fez because he knows everything about john mayer i'm watching him lead a group of people around and i think it was even yeah it was an unmasked group that um and it may have been the the Reggie Watts night because we needed Reggie needed to get in and do this thing with an iPhone, which I also want to put that video out too because it's amazing. So we're like Reggie needs to work out a little bit, um, 
and the audience is here, and we don't want to give away the bit that he's going to be doing later. So Mark Zito kindly said, I'll take them around. So he's taking them around and showing them. And he's saying stuff. How many of you guys are familiar with Cosmo Radio? How many of you folks like the NFL? And he's being like a professional person, right? Reggie Watts needs more time. So he comes back around, and I'm like, uh, could you just take him? And he's like, I've showed him all the studios. I don't know what to tell you. So he goes, oh, here, I'll take you this way. So he takes him down to show him the offices. This is how <laughs> bad and boring his tour has gotten. And there's like cubicles and stuff. And I hear Zito actually say this. This is where your favorite disc jockeys become desk jockeys. If you'll just follow me this way. I was <laughs> fucking cracking up, A, at the embarrassment of all. And first of all, the kid was saving my ass, so I should have been. <laughs> but the fact is, it came as easy to him as if he worked in the Nixon White House. You know, there was a just an overall fakeness to the personality that he was showing these people that he could have been in on Watergate. Um, but I do appreciate him doing that, and that's the way I'm putting that at the end. Uh, Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I was uh, reading earlier that, uh, and I had no idea, that Shepard Smith from Fox News just renewed his three-year contract. Uh-huh. And uh, he's earning between 7 to $8 million a year for a one-hour show. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of money to me. I never, I had no idea that he made that much money. Well, I mean, obviously he's not just their news guy, but he is more or less their whole news department. If he said, I'm leaving tomorrow, <coughs> Shepard Smith could go to ABC, CBS, NBC, wherever he wanted to go. I mean, he's a guy who is well-respected for what he does, and apparently there's a lot of money in Fox News, and he's taken some of it for himself. Do, do all the other people make that much? Like Katie Couric and all that? Katie Couric makes that. twice that amount of money. Katie year, Couric really? makes $15, $17 million a year. Um, uh, I think Brian Williams is in the same thing. And the woman at M- M- ABC... Diane Sawyer. ...has been with that network for 20-plus years, so I'm sure she's making that much, too. Jeez. Look, we just brought up today... That uh, a guy, uh, Charlie Sheen, makes $40 million uh, for working a half an hour a week. It's crazy. I mean, the one, it's a one-hour show, but the, you know, it's the advertising dollars that go into that. And quite frankly, Shepard Smith brings, I think, more respectability to Fox News than anybody else. I mean, he's the one guy you can't, yeah, does his show lean right? It does, but I don't think it's an, an hour of opinion, you know? I think uh, I think as as close to fair and balanced as that place gets, uh, Shepard Smith can be counted on. Not exactly the the greatest fucking you know compliment you could get, but it's a compliment that I mean. And I don't know what it's worth over there. Um, Duncan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, I need some real help with a Halloween costume. It's my first call on you guys. I really love you, Ron. I think you're hilarious. Oh. And I love Fez, but I'm a little been disturbed by these videos of him with kissing feet on your website. Right? Was that was that really him for what? Yeah. Oh my God! That's I've been having it viral. I've been sick since watching it. Yeah. And but what do you think I could be for Halloween? Um, what part of the country are you from? I'm in Texas right now. What about a cowboy? 
Isn't it a little bit too on the nose? All right. What about an Indian? <laughs> okay, maybe I'll be an Indian. How about a Mexican bandito? <laughs> or a hatchet? Um, you know they. Uh, yeah, they're, I, I'm not all big on adults dressing up at Halloween. Particularly men. I get that the women want to have a night of slutty hordes. I don't have as much problem with that. But I can't stand... Here's what my biggest Halloween problem is. A guy will come to your Halloween party, right? And be like, let's say, dressed as a priest. So he comes in and was like, ah. And then the rest of the night he keeps acting like a priest. And you're like, dude, we're not here for improv classes, you know? A guy comes dressed as a king and he keeps calling himself your majesty. You're like... The joke is over seconds into this. Like, when you see each other, it's like, ha, ha, ha. But three hours later, I can't be staying in this character piece. Hicks, do you dress up at all? Uh, no. There's a, I think there's a costume party for a buddy of mine, I think, on Friday that I'm just going to go just dressed like I usually am. Why don't you do this? The, uh, Take me out. there dressed in a mask, say I'm some other friend of yours, okay. <laughs> and I'll be able to go to the party. That works. Uh, yeah, and dudes love dressing up like chicks, too. My buddy, a few of my fucking buddies actually dressed as nuns last year. It was ridiculous. Um, Fez, I got to point this out, and I'm getting bothered. Well, I'm not bothered, but it's being brought up to me either through Twitter or my email on a, a regular basis. And the Tampa guys said they tried to reach you about being with you at Turkey Trot this year. And you're not answering them back. You haven't answered them back yet? No, I haven't answered them back because I hadn't decided yet if I was going to turkey trot or not. Well, um... I don't want to get out there halfway through the 5K and then, um... And, uh, you know, it, and then end up being just set up out there. Set up how? Where, you know, I did the turkey trot before and then Chuck Wagon showed up and acted all friendly and then it became a nightmare for me afterwards. Where, uh, where I was just basically being cyber stalked and he took a, he took a joke way too far beyond even being funny. And I'm nervous thinking about, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna be on this 5K path and then Chuck Wagon's the, gonna show up again. And then everybody's gonna try to pull your pants down? That would actually be uh, better than having to deal with uh, any of that mess one more time. Well, I will say this. And then I'm stuck out there because i got to finish the 5K to get back to my car. All right. You trust me, right? Yeah, I trust you. And I'm telling you, I trust Don Stugatz not to let you up, uh, let, not to let you down. Because he's, like, a, seriously a good dude. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a... Uh, a weird stalker or... Well, I thought, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Well, I thought the same thing about Chuck Wagon. Yeah, but I didn't vouch for that. If I would have met Chuck Wagon first, I might have told you he was a dick. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, I got a fucking carny background. I'm a pretty good judge of people. I'm the one who told you you could trust Flathead with your life. I'm just exposed out there on that 5K trail. Exposed halfas. I'm just out in the open. I, I can't leave if I don't want to until I finish the, you know, the course. Right. So if any, if I'm being set up, I mean, it might as well, he might as well come off the grassy knoll as out in the open well, as I'm going to be. I don't understand what the setup, what could they do to you? Where it's like, oh, surprise, guess who's here? It's Chuck Wagon. But what would he do, beat you up or something? No, and then I just have to be annoyed for, you know, my Thanksgiving morning. Right. My Thanksgiving morning tradition is then ruined, and I'm annoyed, and it just, and the dick stuff starts all over again. Let's see. So fool me once, shame on you thing. Right, yeah.
So I, I, I go back and forth in my head. It's like I, I just smell setup here. Okay. Well, I'll just tell you this, and I wouldn't set you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can, I can vouch for Don's two guts. Seems very iffy. Mm. Matter of fact, um, the first time I ever met him, I was walking in through my neighborhood, and uh, much like uh, Hicks, he jumped out of the dark at me, but he never like posted on the internet like what street I lived on or anything like that, which some people, you know, will do. Saw Fez on 49th Street going into a building. I guess he lives there. Because I, I know it does seem a little paranoid, but there are some weirdos out there. Even though I don't think Chuck Wagon would ever, you know, beat you up or anything, Fez. He would just annoy you. Oh, yeah, and it's beyond annoyance. It's just, it's basically cyber-stalking, like I said. Here is uh, Frank in Tampa. Hey, this is Big Frank. How you doing, guys? Yeah. Yeah, Fezzy, I'll be your bodyguard. I'll meet you down there by Clearwater Bagel in the morning. And I'll make sure nothing happens to you. Uh, this, set setup, Frank? This, this is perfect. First of all, any guy that has the first thing big, you can trust him. It's Big Frank. If it was just Frank, I'd be like, who's this guy and what's he up to? But Big Frank, we're going to do okay with this guy. Man, all the VPs are taking people around today. These has got to be some heavy hitters. Bezzy, I'll keep looking for you, brother. I'll be out there by Clearwater Bagel. I do it every year. See, he's already got the course mapped out. Yes, everyone does. It's there every year. So Big Frank is in. Plus, you got Dunstan Gotts. You got Ron Red Dog. There's people that are, are saying we're here for Fez. Um, all right, thanks. Robin, Illinois, you're on running Fez. Whoops, lost you, buddy. All right, well, that's up to you, Fezzy. Uh, let's get back into Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John. <clears throat> Fez, if you remember, he did the. Uh, I guess it was the wedding. Yeah, it was a wedding for Rush Limbaugh. And a lot of gay people were upset that why would you play music at Rush Limbaugh's uh, wedding reception? Which, by the way, talking about big money, I think he got a million dollars. A million dollars to come in and play the piano. And if I would have said to Rush Limbaugh, dude, I could have got you a DJ for like $600. And you would have a lot more songs. And you would have been able to save so much almost a million dollars but he wanted elton so elton was there uh and then oddly enough the gay community was mad at mr elton john because rush limbaugh has come out against gay marriage um and he actually said this that if gay people get married to each other i think it would ruin the sanctity of the heterosexual marriage or what we now just call Marriage. As we've called it in the last 5,000 years, marriage, we now have to change the heterosexual marriage. So uh, Elton said, no, I went there. Nothing to do with the money. I wanted to open up a little dialogue with Russ and met him. Nice man. Met his wife. Nice woman. It was a pleasant night. See, I say total sellout here. How mu It was his wedding night. How much dialogue did he actually have with Rush Limbaugh? about this well I, I don't think they neither one of them controls the government so that wasn't the the point of it
Uh huh. But I didn't hear Rush Limbaugh come back and say, you know what? I talked with Elton John and now I'm feeling differently about this. Well, Elton showed up. He took a million dollars and sat there and played the piano for basically a bigot. For someone who wants to deny gay people the right to get married to who they want to. Mm hmm. And he's sitting there entertaining this guy that's done nothing but speak out against gays and, and the rights they deserve in this country. Well, I know, see, I know that you're passionate about this, so I don't want to come at you too hard in the other direction. But I, w I will play the, the advocate for Elton John. Um, first of all, I don't know if you could call somebody who's against gay marriage a bigot. Since that's been the tradition for since the beginning of time, so uh, I think a bigot would be more like, "Boy, you were given the information, and you've turned your back on it." Where the information that he was given, his version of truth, just like everyone's version of truth up to this point, was that marriage can only be between a, a man and a woman. So, can you agree with me there? All right. <clears throat> so it's not like he went. Oh, gays have always had the right to be married, but I'm against it. I think that would be a little more bigotry. I think you could lean into, from your point of view, it could be, be seen as ignorance in terms of not having all the information. And when new information comes in, you don't always change people's mind immediately. All right? During Martin Luther King's life, he didn't change everybody's mind over overnight. It took time. And then most of the country got around to adopting that long after Martin Luther King had died. But it did not have any effect on his, on his work. It takes time to change people's minds. And I, I personally think that is done more through getting to know people than it is saying I'm mad at people and I'm not, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. Yeah, but uh, my thing is, why go there like you're some sort of trained chimp and perform for him if, you, if a dialogue with Rush Limbaugh is so important, why not say, hey, can I come on your radio show and we talk about this? Or I'd like to meet you, we'll have dinner, and we'll discuss this. Why is it I show up? I mean, he basically should have gone and shined the guy's shoes and looked up at him and tried to slip in gay, you know, anything, any gay movement. Well, here's, but also what he is is an entertainer. And I don't think he thinks of himself as a shoeshine boy or a monkey, he thinks of himself as an entertainer, and through that, perhaps, you know, perhaps this is the first time that, that Rush could go, hey, I met that guy, he seems like a good guy, we disagree, I still disagree with him, but I'll give it more thought. I mean, sometimes it's just meeting people, you know, and the gay marriage thing is against what most people have learned their entire life. As a matter of fact, they didn't even debate it, you know what I mean? Like, when you were a kid, you didn't think to yourself, hey, how come gays aren't married? I know I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it throughout my 20s. Just never occurred to me they even wanted to get married. It was only after this thing came up. But once it comes up, not everybody is going to accept it as easy as everyone else. I don't know, I don't know if that would make him a bigot towards gay people. I think it does. I think it's. It's. I think he's trying to. He's trying to help uh, suppress rights that Americans uh, deserve. A minority group of Americans. Again, it's a fairly new idea. Won't we agree? Yes. And sometimes that 
takes uh, a little time. Um, here's uh, Bill in Texas. You're on my fez. Oh, yeah, Ron. It seems like, you know, the um, the people that are for gay marriage um, always preach uh, tolerance, you know, but it seems like they turn and eat their own when it comes to something like him playing at a wedding. It's just a gig, you know? Well, what do you say about that, Fez? I say he went. He saw a million dollars and he went and grabbed it. And I, he didn't think about, you know, the gay community in this point. I think he just went in there for the money. Um, and, he, and he hasn't been thinking about the gay community. Because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, no one, and I, I would actually say there's no other individual has, that has done more for the AIDS cause than Elton John. Um, before anyone else started, Elton John was there. And long after other people went on and do other things, Elton John's still, still there. I'm sure he's given, uh, through his work and everything, is responsible for millions upon millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars, as well as all the fucking goodwill that that took. And that didn't happen overnight. That, uh, that took place for a decade before people started to, uh, to pay attention to it. So uh, as far as turning his back on gay people, that seems fucking ridiculous to me to say about that, man. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here is uh, Bruce in Philly. Hey, uh, good afternoon, fellas. And Ronnie, you can't believe it. It's uh, the streets are wet and there's leaves all over the place. That Chi Town cyclone got us, it, got us bad today. It's actually moved over to Chi Chester. That's how far it's went. <laughs> We're taking it out. Yeah. Hey, uh, Fezzi, I just want to. There's uh, some articles out there about Elton John who actually uh, does not believe in gay marriage. He does believe in a civil partnership. He's quoted as saying, "Heterosexual people get married. We can have civil partnerships." Uh, so there's no hypocrisy there. He uh, he happens to agree with that, which I think a exactly. Lot of in so the where's with. so where's the dialogue he was going to open up? If they both agree the same way on gay marriage, where's this dialogue that was supposed to be happening? Well, they spent the, like an entire weekend together. If you go to Russia's uh, Facebook page, there's plenty of pictures where they're they're engaged, and it was an entire weekend thing with a lot of people. So there might have been time for that. It wasn't just the uh, the wedding night. Um. And Fez, I, I appreciate your passion on this because it's one of those few things that you tend to be passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems almost ridiculous to me to put Elton John down. Almost ridiculous to think to me that other people could judge him on his ability to promote uh, gay causes. I just think this, was, this in one instance was a bad decision on his part. And I don't based I, on what though, based on your knowledge of the way this stuff works. Who do you think is probably more responsible for knocking down doors? That's why I don't understand how anybody can sit back and judge the guy. I was one of the people. I have to write off approval anytime anyone gets a a, a show here or a uh, a radio station, and I signed off immediately in large capital letters. I approve. Of Sir Elton John. I sent that right back to Scott. Boom. We had him on within 48 hours. Uh, and it was my idea to have Cameron Crowe interview him. I go, you know, it would be perfect for this Cameron Crowe. So it all kind of came together. If I if I told you what Rob Cross wanted to do. Uh, do you remember in the uh, 80s, 
They had that thing. The guy was supposed to be like a robot head that just showed up. Oh, Max Headroom. He goes, why don't we bring Max Headroom back and have him interview Elton John for an hour and a half. I go, Rob, stop it. I can get us Cameron Crowe. So Rob Cross wanted a stuttering robot head to interview him? Elton. Elton. I guess. I don't know. But luckily for me, cooler, cooler heads prevailed. At Christ. Um, here's David, Missouri. You're on my Fez. Hi, Ron. Hi, Fez. You know, one thing you're, you're overlooking is the fact that um, Rush's wife used to work in charity events, golf and things like that, and she had met Sir Elton John, and it was her idea. She's the one that brought it up, approached Elton John about singing at their wedding. They met. They actually got together and, and had a meeting and worked it out, and Elton's just got such a big heart. Look what he's done for Leon Russell. You know, all the time and energy that he put into that, and then to turn on him and, and accuse him of, of being a, a lackey and, and shining Rush's shoes. I mean, that's closed-minded. That's cruel. That's mean. I, I can't see turning on him that way. He basically became a wedding gift. He was bought and paid for for Rush's new wife. That's what happened there. So every time he goes out and does his show, he's somehow, he belongs to those people that he's doing the show for. No, this, I mean, that's, uh, those are public events. So anytime he does a corporate gig, he's bought and paid for it. Well, I would, uh, yeah, I would think so, yeah. Okay. So there's no honor ever in accepting that kind of gig. Um, here is Lonnie in Kansas City. You're on my face. Hey, Ron, you made a valid point earlier about taking time. This is such a new, a new deal. I mean, Fez, you got to look back. Uh, black man didn't get rights until July 2nd, 1964. And at least Elton John has been, you know, out of the closet and not hiding behind a microphone. Well, in his case, he also uses a microphone. Um, here's John in Virginia. You're on a fest. Buddies. Yeah. Uh, Fezzy, I bought tickets to go see Elton John coming to Asheville here real soon. A am I now not welcome because I don't uh, have the same viewpoint you do with gay marriage? No, that's up to you. If you are an Elton John fan, then, go see him. Then, then it's up to Elton John to do what he wants to do. If you don't like it, quit listening to him. Oh, I you know I don't think that's the case either. And I will give, I know Fez is. Fez, I know that this is an important topic for you. Mm -hmm. Would you say the most important? Probably yes. But you're pretty new to the topic. When did you come out in favor of gay marriage? Probably like last year. Right. But do you realize that people have been working towards that for decades? Oh, yeah, I understand that, sure. So for the last 19 years, would you consider yourself a bigot? Um, no, I wouldn't consider myself a bigot because I never spoke out against it. So as long as you, you have no action, you're not a bigot. So no action doesn't hurt. I mean, it, it, just, it doesn't hurt, it just doesn't help. Mm. But it doesn't hurt for people to do no action? Doesn't hurt? No, that hurts. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, only to that cause. Um, here's uh, Dustin. Dustin in Texas. You're on Fest. Ray, this is exactly what's wrong with this country nowadays. It seems like if you disagree with one 
with one topic on a person, you're you're supposed to hate each other. You know, Elton John's a performer. Rush Limbaugh obviously appreciates his work, and and why can't why can't we just leave it at that? Uh, what is wrong with that argument, Fez? Um, I just see I I think it legitimizes Rush Limbaugh and his views. And his yeah hateful or, views, but or does it also maybe open him up to other views? Because let's face it, probably most of the time in our life, a lot of the people that we are uh, prejudiced of, and that by that I mean prejudging, is because we don't know people like that. You know, like you might have a um, well, Earl was probably your first black friend, right? Right. Um. So Earl. Whether you know it or not, changes the way that you look at black people before and after. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because just knowing him, he didn't have to preach to you. He didn't have to explain to you the black struggle. You know what I mean? He just by becoming a friend changes your perception of black people. Uh, I mind it already changed because I was in business with him because when it my product into that neighborhood. Very young, early age. That has nothing to do with anything, though. Um, here is Quinn, Buffalo. Hey, Ronnie. Fez. What do you say? I just want to bring up the point. Uh, Elton John, I think, is honestly, you've got to look at it the both sides of the situation. I think Elton John is almost building bridges because I never really liked gay people until I saw Elton John perform with Eminem. You know? Then I said, oh, well, maybe these guys are all right. Um, well, I don't, you know, I, you, that would be an odd thing, but Eminem was a guy that the gay community was totally against 10 years ago. Uh, Elton John stood with him and said, he's just a dumb kid, let's, you know, bring him in. 10 years later, Eminem's views have somewhat changed. Sometimes it takes that long for people. You know, you can make an enemy for life, or you could slowly make some friends. Um... Here's Mark and Philly. What's up? Yeah. Fez, I can't see why you're saying that uh, Elton John did this for money. Do you know what his net worth is? Just take a guess, Fez. I would guess he's probably worth $100 million. No, try $500 million. He is worth a half a billion dollars. Um, and he'd be worth a lot more if he didn't spend the way that he did. But the, because he's he's probably spent $500 million. <laughs> Probably easy on houses and stuff, but... Um, but the reality of this is so, obviously, the million dollars wasn't going to change his night. You know what I mean? Like, if he didn't make that million dollars, his lifestyle wouldn't change. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be like if Pepper took a million dollars, you know? But he's still, you know, putting a price tag on it to hang out with this guy. He still took it. Right. As well as his right... But we're saying, A, he's a performer, but B, the difference is, is, is and I, I, again, I don't want to attack you because I'm glad that you're passionate about this and you're not getting lost and you're all caught up into it. But there's also a good chance here that he's not as intolerant as you. That Elton John, maybe through music and through his traveling of the world, sees that there are all kinds of different people. And they don't agree to things at the same time. And sometimes people take longer to agree. And sometimes people disagree forever. But it doesn't mean that that person has to be your enemy. 
that when you're talking about what you see as Rush Limbaugh's intolerance, perhaps this is something to do with Elton John's tolerance. I just think there was probably there was probably better ways to go about it than to sit there and play for Emperor Rush. Again, why don't you tell us some of these ways? Because Elton John has done AIDS work for over 20 years. So I think he knows, A, what it's like to walk into intolerant places, but also far more intolerant places than whether people agree with gay marriage or not. Uh, I think in the, on, on who's the expert on how to be a gay in a more or less straight society, I'd probably have to think Elton would know a little more than us. Um, here is uh, John. John, you're on my face. Yeah, Elton John fought for years for civil unions, and he said on many interviews that he didn't want gay people to have the same thing, kind of like what Ron has said in the past, and he's given literally hundreds of millions of dollars to gay causes and to fight AIDS. Um, it's... It's pretty stunning what the guy's done with his lifetime. It's why he's a knight. You know what I mean? It's why he's a knight. Uh, Curtis in Des Moines. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, uh, the biggest example of tolerance towards gays is Headbangers and Rob Halford. Uh, headbangers, the world over, couldn't give a rat's ass that Rob Halford is gay. It is a very, very strange situation because you would expect... And rightfully so, to expect that metal guys uh, would be homophobic. And yet, uh, Rob Halford is a gigantic draw in that. And you know why? Why's that? Because he has something that they want. They fucking like his music. Uh, and through that, that when they, you know, the next time that they want to, you know, gay bash somebody, they have to think to themselves... You know, I also have a fucking hero who's, you know, a gay guy. Uh, that's why, you know, bringing blacks to baseball was such a big thing that Jackie Robinson didn't have to make any fucking speeches. He just had to be there. You know, sometimes just that thing. Everyone brings up about the, the civil rights thing in this country. Um, and I talk to a lot of comedians who act like, you know... Uh, Richard Pryor broke down so many walls and blah, blah, blah. I've always thought people don't give Bill Cosby enough credit for just showing up and making white people laugh as well as black people, but by not doing some kind of step and fetch a thing, or just being that kind of regular guy thing was enormous for the civil rights movement. A lot more powerful than if he would have showed up and started talking about, hey, here's how I want you guys to change your life and tighten their assholes. They ended up just saying, this this guy Bill Cosby I think is hysterical. Don't you think that's the way, that, that helped change the way people looked? White people I'm talking about looked at blacks in the 1960s? Because he wasn't doing a step and fetch it act. And I, I'm pretty sure Elton John wasn't embarrassing himself doing, you know, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm sure he just went out and was Elton John at that wedding. Yeah, it's, um, I don't, it's just, we're in a political environment now where this gay marriage thing is probably going to the Supreme Court, and if he wants to align himself with the opposition, All right. that's, uh, I mean... It's a, it's a very interesting point. 
And when the Supreme Court looks at it, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think they're going to say, and now what did Mr. Limbaugh have to say, and what did Elton John have to say? It's not going to matter. That part of the, the stuff that you're talking about is not so much uh, political, but more of our society. Um, and I think it, it, you know, I think it does do people good to meet people of different backgrounds. Remember, we all hated Texans until that rusting came in, and now we love Texas. Um, here's uh, Tam in Cleveland. You're on Run of Fez. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm just wondering if um, you know morals dictate uh, who you should uh, be working for, or what you should be doing as far as uh, work goes, and why is uh, you know uh, Ron, or uh, Fez uh, uh, broadcasting to probably a bunch of like unsavory types? I'm sure there's a bunch of criminals, rapists, kid touchers listening to this program. Yet he continues to uh, broadcast same way. Like I'm a chef, and I cook for some very uh, uh, unsavory uh, individuals, but uh, doesn't stop me from doing what I have to do to make a living. Not only that, not only do we have some unsavory people listening to the show, I'd go so far to say all. I think literally we have the only show in radio where every listener is wanted by the police on some amount of charges. It's sad when you think about it. Um, here is uh, Eddie, your manifest. Hey, Ron, friends, what's up, man? Listen, uh, two quick points, one of which... Um about five or six calls ago, Fezzi, you know, you had a classic example of bigoted uh, opinions and intolerance by the guy who was talking about Eminem and saying how he didn't like gay people at all until he saw Elton jamming with Eminem. So that was a classic example for you. And I'm no big fan of Rush at all. In fact, I can't stand the guy. Uh, but I haven't heard him espousing too much anti-gay stuff except for the, um, you know, the marriage thing. And, I, you know, maybe it's a good thing that Elton went and play that because you know it shows the world that Russ doesn't just hate gay people just because they're gay. You know he might be against the old gay marriage thing, and apparently Elton is too. But um, I think that that might have actually been helpful. It sounded to me like think? he was just trying to get the performer that his wife wanted. Okay, but couldn't that performer help change his views a little bit? What's more likely to change his views is. A, I met some gay people, and I found out they were cool, and they're not, and they're not scary to me. Or B, uh, gay people refuse to even perform at my wedding, even though they perform for other people. I mean, what what is what, which one of those is the bridge, and which is the wall? Well, I guess the bridge is uh, hanging out with the gay people. I, I will give you another one. I think. The pre-World War II stuff, because, you know, people put down sports all the time. But when you look at the fact that Jesse Owens went into Germany and performed so well in a society that thought that the white person was the master race. Now, if you were um, at that time, why could you have made the same argument that you're making now? Jesse Owens, don't go into Germany. Don't go perform. It's just propaganda for Hitler. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? On your, that's your point of view. Right. But look how much more powerful it was for Jesse Owens to go there and just be Jesse Owens. He didn't have to come out against Nazis. He didn't have to, um, you know, talk about black power or anything. All he had to do was go there and beat Jesse Owens. And he and he kicked ass. And it 
It was way more infuriating. I mean, I think Hitler would have loved it if black athletes say uh, we're not going to show up there. Um, Archie, you're on my face. You. Yeah. What's up, guys? Hello? What can we do for you? What's going on, guys? How you doing today? Hey, I just wanted to say, just because someone's against gay marriage doesn't necessarily mean they're a bigot. I mean, I don't necessarily, uh, I'm not necessarily for gay marriage, but some of my good friends are gay. I mean, just because <laughs> it's more of a burden on the on the taxpayers. I mean, it's just the fact that it's not that we don't care if you get married or not. It's just there's some uh, things associated with marriage and some liabilities that, you know, extra money that it's meant for families and extra things that I mean, gay people don't necessarily have for the most part. I know so you don't, you don't, do, you don't hear how racist or bigoted that is. No. What's he saying is bigoted? Where it's like, uh, oh, uh, marriage is just for heterosexuals because it's too expensive to give it to the gays. If it's too expensive to give it to the gays, it's too expensive for the heterosexuals. Now, I hear you... Uh, and gays can't have families. Only the heterosexuals have families. Right. That's what he just said. Um, would you have disagreed with him five years ago? Yeah, I think so. I think gay people have families. No, would you have disagreed with on the gay marriage thing? I remember five years ago you never brought it up. No, I, I, yeah, I probably five years ago I probably would have disagreed, yes. With who? I, I don't know. Which but, which side would you have been on five years ago? I mean, I don't. I I probably would have. I mean, I didn't think about it, but I don't think I would have said, "Don't let them get married." What about ten years ago? Ten years ago, I probably would have. I would have what first? I would have been against it, right. just from a religious background and being so indoctrinated in the church at that point. All right, so the church teachings taught you that it was wrong, right? Right, yes. And then it took you somehow uh, another 10 years to come up with this new opinion. So why would other people be any different than you? I don't think that you were a bigot when you just believed in your church teachings, were you? No, no, I, no, I didn't feel I was. Right. So what makes some of these other people bigots? I mean, if they just were, if they just learned that way. Um... Here is uh, Charlie and Queens. You're in my face. Yo, guys. Right. I just think you're so wrong on this. Okay. And Elton just just took the money. He 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 knew what he was getting into. He knew that Limbaugh was a bigot, and he just took the money. Uh, and you're basing that on what, Charlie? The guy doesn't even need the money. The guy can tour, plays stadiums, has had a career now for forty fucking years, and forty years of basically being at the top. Right, and, but he's but now you've got Limbaugh walking around going, "Oh, look! I had Elton John perform at my wedding." Elton doesn't care whether I'm a bigot, whether. How I'm do you not. know? I mean, he never came out and said that. He's never come out and said, "Hey, look, I got Elton John." He said just the opposite. We had a fantastic show. We loved meeting Elton. Elton said he he loved meeting them. That's it. That's as far as it went. Um, Rush Limbaugh's not a murderer. He's a guy that's just on uh, the right side of the aisle. And maybe he doesn't even agree. You know, maybe he's just an entertainer. He's not a politician. He couldn't possibly believe in all the things 
that he says on the show. Maybe it's just to entertain. Um, here's uh, JD. You're on Run Fez. Hey, uh, and Fez, I got friends that disagree with me. Should I stop being friends with them, or is it just this one topic that's more important than Trump's all other topics? No, uh, you can be friends with whoever you want. Why oh, can't I, I'm I done? Oh. Well, it doesn't sound this, like that. This wasn't like a friendship thing. This was showing up and taking the money. This was right, a big so gig for this guy. If he would have done it for free, he'd have been fine with it. I, I, I would have been better with it, yeah. And the reason is? Then it wouldn't, uh, I mean, it would have been, you know, maybe more of he's friends with Russia's wife than I showed up and took some money to perform for this guy. And what if the million dollars went to AIDS research? That would be a good thing. Right, so you would want him to take that million. I I just don't. I think he could come up with a million a, a million different ways than performing for Rush Limbaugh. So you don't want him to take the money for AIDS research. You would rather he worked for free. If it went to AIDS research, that's fine. Well, how do we know that it didn't? If we already know Elton's given millions of his own money to AIDS research, how do we know where it went? Um, maybe he took that million and put it in towards whatever. Um, here's Jay. Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Now, this whole thing about calling Rush Limbaugh a bigot seems kind of ridiculous because he actually had Elton John perform at his wedding. Now, I could say if you had, like, some grand dragon of the KKK and say they were a bigot because they wouldn't exactly have like uh, Ray Charles or somebody perform at some KKK meeting or some kind of racist wedding like that or whatever. So in the fact that Rush Limbaugh actually paid Elton a million dollars to perform at something as important as his wedding kind of makes calling him a bigot kind of stupid. I think it was just trying to pull off a trophy for his wife. And Elton walked right into it. Um, here's Richard. Richard, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fez, the whole point is if you can be accepted by the most extreme, the the gay bashers, the, the people against gay marriage, if you can be a part of them and be accepted by them, then maybe you can start to be accepted by the less far right, towards, towards middle America. He's making an impression... By, by working with Rush Limbaugh. Think of Rush's audience and how they think about this now. Yeah, I have no idea how they think about it. But take a moment. Take a moment to think about it. What were some of the things you can you put yourself in the picture of a right wing member of uh, Russ's audience? Yeah, I would probably, if I was a ultra right wing conservative, I would probably be surprised that Rush had him. To his wedding. So what was that um, surprise in what way? Um, that after hearing Rush's um, views on gay marriage, that he would have a gay guy at his, at his wedding performing. So what would that make you think of Rush? That he doesn't believe what he says. So here you are now just saying, even if you, this was as violently uh, opposed as you act like these two parties are, uh, uh, that would mean that you've already got the right wing thinking differently than being united. 
that seems to me like that would work to your cause. Okay. If you had the right-wing followers saying, hey, I don't even know if the right-wing leader means the thing that he says, that would work to the gay cause, yes or no? Yes. And you even gave us that thing. So wouldn't that be positive? Isn't that something positive that 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 Elton did? I think it... Uh, if it was, if that was the case, then ask Rush to sit down and talk to you. Don't How do you know that they didn't? How do you know that this stuff doesn't take place after five years or seven years? How do you know it just takes immediate? But that's not what we were talking about. You were talking about would this somehow put confusion into your opposition, and you were the one who came up with it, which would be good for your cause. Let me tell you something. Um... If you want to get people to accept something, right, uh, what percentage of the country is on the left? I'd say 50. And on the right? 50. So if you just play to the people who agree with you, you're never going to get anything passed. You don't have to take 100% of the other side. If you take 7% of the other side, you win by a fucking landslide. Maybe he's getting things done. Um... Here is uh, Louie in Missouri. You're in Fez. Hey, he kind of took a point a little bit. If anything, it speaks less of Rush Limbaugh. If he uh, speaks more for Elton John, he's willing to play as someone who represents a party that's against gays and therefore makes him, if anything, kind of a hypocrite because the Republicans tend to go for the family value crap, which is also interesting because if that's true, the, the, the Christian right also is against Gays are also should be against divorce, and he's had a few of those already, too. So, if anything, it speaks good for Elton John, and it shows Rush is being kind of a hypocrite. I'm against gays unless they perform at my wedding. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't see what Rush got the guy he wanted, a guy who... that. But you were talking about Rush's audience. Here's a guy right there who's saying it makes Rush look like the hypocrite. Pulls people over. At some point, Fezzi, I know, and I'm very happy that you're passionate about a political issue. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. But you have to remember, it took you a lot of years to come to that point. Uh, it's not as big as an issue to me as it is to you. I have no problem if, they, if gays got married. I honestly think that they should look for something better than marriage. I think marriage is a stupid, outdated concept that doesn't even work for fucking heterosexuals anymore. And expect more out of gays. If you can come up with great nightclubs and funny sitcoms, I think you can come up with a, with a new kind of uh, civil agreement that would make marriage look like dog shit. I expect, I expect gays to knock one out of the park on this and not follow the heteros down a broken goddamn institution. Uh, but at the same point, I wouldn't care if they wanted to get married. But it doesn't mean that's the number one thought in my head every day. Uh, I don't get up as passionate thinking about it as you do. Doesn't mean that we're completely on the other side, but I don't share that same amount of passion. You can't expect people to share the same amount of passion. If you were selling any product and came in with the attitude you had now, You'd be a terrible salesman. You could not sell Colgate toothpaste as buy this or you're stupid. 
I'm the worst person ever. Right. I don't know why you think some of these causes need to be sold to people with any less marketing than anything else. I hate to say it, but it takes people a while to get to something. When you grew up in a white neighborhood, you didn't think of conditions of blacks. You didn't. No. Didn't dawn on you. You're not sitting around now wonder, uh, worrying about Cambodians who eat a lot less than you every day. Because they're not in the top of your mind. It takes a while to bring stuff around. Um, I'm stunned how much green stuff I saw out there. Because for the first half of my life, more than that, we laughed at Earth Day and shit like that. And now companies are selling it. But it took them like 30, 40 years of pushing this shit. Takes a while. Matter of fact, the Republic is set up with checks and balances. So it'll take a while. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Edward, Louisiana. Uh, Ron, I just wanted to second for you to emphasize the fact that Russia's gig is all shit. I mean, he maybe has a stance that he takes, but it's embellished as kind of bread and circus for the masses. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, do you believe in that, Fez? Um, I don't. I don't think so. He's. I think he believes in the stuff he's saying. Why? I just. I think he just. He's convinced himself that all these things are correct. Um, he's on the radio, and he's a far bra- better broadcaster than most people. Uh, that have ever been on the radio before. And he knows Top 40 Radio, and he tends to run a talk show like a Top 40 Radio show. It is just the same hits over and over and over that piques his audience interest. I don't think, uh, by your way of thinking, in the last 30 years that he's done a show, if he's ever thought that a Democrat did something good, has he ever brought it to the... He would have had to think that, right? He would have had to think that a Democrat did something good... Or Republican did something stupid. And he doesn't bring that to a show. Because that's not what the audience wants. That's not what the audience buying. I think it's a, I think it's a carny act. I do. Doesn't ma- make him any less for what your problem with it is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But he's certainly not... First of all, he's not even like fucking smart enough to be fucking Hitler. He's an entertainer. Um... Here's David. David in California, you're on my Fez. Hey, uh, Fezzy, first of all, being against gay marriage does not equal hating gay people. Um, it is very possible to think that gay marriage is not necessarily a good thing in terms of social, social cohesion for the country, uh, but to not have any issues with gay people. And number two, uh, I think that Elton John may be able to handle something like an adult and say that just because Rush Limbaugh has a different political viewpoints from me, I can still, uh, I don't have to segregate myself from him. I can just go and do my job because I'm an entertainer and uh, get paid and then go live my life and Rush Limbaugh can live his life. And just because you have differing political viewpoints it doesn't mean that you can never interact with somebody. That's what I said, that he showed up and he took the money. Uh, yeah, absolutely, but but you're saying that you're you're trying you're demonizing Rush Limbaugh because he does he disagrees with the prospect of gay marriage, whether he does in reality or not. Um, and I think that uh, uh, just because he 
doesn't like gay marriage doesn't mean that he necessarily has to hate gay people. All right, um, let's just go by that last statement. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. So if you're against gay marriage, you hate gay people. I think if you're trying to deny a minority a right in this country mm -hmm. that other people, that other equal American citizens get, right. then, yeah, I think that's you're trying to suppress someone. You're trying to hold a group of people back. You don't see them as equal. So even from that point on, um, there's a, just a huge separation for you. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like the dialogue stops. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Mike in Ohio. You're on my face. Yeah, Ron, I just wanted to ask uh, straight people why they think we need their permission to get married. And punch it out. Oh, no, you don't have to punch it out. Stay on. So you can, oh, okay. so I can explain it to you. You need their permission to get married because it's their fucking institution. When you are the minority, right? As Fez just pointed, gays are minority. You're playing on somebody else's playing field. So you've got to say, you've got to persuade them that this thing works not just for you, but for everybody. Now that might not be the answer that you want to fucking hear. But it is the answer that you cannot expect that after 5,000 years, suddenly it was going to be up to straight people to get the idea of, you know what, we went over this marriage thing. Um, oddly enough, we don't have you gay people on this list. You want to get married? Would you really think that's the straight person's fucking job to come up with that? It's insane to think of that. Do you think if black people hadn't come up with the right of, hey, we want to vote too, they would have fucking got it? Or women, for that matter? You have to be able to go in and convince people. Not yell out, this isn't fair. you got to convince them. And not only convince them uh, that it fucking... And, and like anything else, like any other product that you fucking sell, you've got to convince them that it works for them. I can't fucking come in here and get a radio show by walking down the hall going, um, I got kids, I got bills, and I really feel like if you give me the job, I can pay off my bills and kids and I'll, I'll move to a great place on the Upper East Side. If you went into a fucking job interview like that, you'd be a retard. You have to come in and say, this is how it works. Now, there are people who have been doing this work and doing it hard for years, long before you were involved in it, Fez. Right. And doing more work than you're doing it now, rather than just bitching about it. You've been bitching about it how long on this show? I would say probably about a year. In the past year, have you gotten involved with the movement? Have you called up anybody and say, I'm on the air, I have to talk to these people all the time, what information can you give me? That I could use. No, I haven't done that. You're not exactly a warrior for the cause. You complain about it, but how many people who agree with you, right, 100% or as passionate about this as you, have the fucking microphone that you have? And in one year, you haven't taken the time, the, the one year that you've got this explosion of this is right, you haven't taken the time to work on that cause. Just like he's saying, what do we got to ask straight people? Because they run the fucking show. You just admit it that you're a minority. 
and you're and, and you're wanting to be accepted as being the same as the majority. You got to work for that. No one fucking gives you that. It might not be fair, but that's the way the world works. Um, here is uh, Brian. Brian in New Mexico. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, I, I love your show, and I I try to reconcile, you know, uh, listening to Opie and Anthony when Anthony gets on his rants. So I got to ask: Do you feel that uh, Anthony's just as carny when he goes on his Republican spiels as as Limbaugh when he's selling his? I think, and I and I'm uh, very um, to put this as honest as I can. I think Ant's views work for Anthony. I think when he was a union guy before he started in in radio, his views probably would have been different, right? He might have been different, but that is the way most people vote. Most people are most passionate about what works for them. It's not insane to think so. Just as I point out to Fez, he sure didn't have this passion five years ago. No. He only, when he made this whatever discovery, he decided this is the issue. Guess what? With fucking 10, 11% unemployment this isn't the issue for most people go look at the number of houses that are fucking abandoned outside of nevada right now new houses that they built people just walk the fuck out of well people have a lot of other shit to worry about except for this one issue but everybody tends to their important issue is what is most important to them um people uh got into this about the last war hey where are the college kids how come the college kids aren't against the war like we were in the 60s? They were fucking drafting college kids in the 60s. Suddenly the war and not going to the war was important to fucking people because it affected them personally. So most people are only looking out for what they think works for them. And in, in that way, Fez... How are your views any different than fucking Rush Limbaugh's? Rush Limbaugh's going, why would I give proof for this? This doesn't work for me or my listeners. Why should he be for it? He tends to play to a straight white audience. So what would Rush Limbaugh come on the radio? You know what? We got to do more for blacks and Hispanic women. It's really, if you look at the price of, of what Hispanic women are getting paid right now, um... Do you think that he would have as many numbers as he does? Oh, no, no. And what's the only reason you think this guy works? They have the biggest fucking show that he has. He's not doing an artistic show. He's not doing anything to do anything other than make fucking money. And he's made a lot of it. Um, I think people tend to uh, just fucking pull along with... What what works for their own background? What works for them personally? Uh, Johnny, in Jersey, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie Fez. I was talking about that gay marriage thing. Like, don't you think if they became transsexuals, then it would be between a man and a woman? Wouldn't that be right? Fez? I don't think someone should have to go undergo major gender re, uh, re-identification surgery to marry the person they want to marry. And, and not, you all, change your mind. not all gay men want to be women, and not all gay women want to be men. 
Well, what do they want to do then? They want to be with other men, or they want to be with... Yes. Or they want to be with other women, if they're women. Wait, what? Um, no, when you say be with other men, does that mean ass and mouth? It could mean that. Uh, that could be one thing. Wait, they wasn't their... against this gay marriage until now. Yeah. I didn't know that they were doing that. Like That's part of asshole? it. Mm. Not every gay couple, but it's included. Um, Fred Brooklyn writes this in. Why doesn't Fez stand up for skydivers? Since he has never tried that either. I didn't know skydivers were having their rights infringed upon. He's being ironic. Um, he's saying that you never, you know. Um, Jim, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, hi. How are you guys doing today? Um, President Obama is not in favor of gay marriage. Does I mean, does that make him a bigot? I, I, I'm, just, I'm just curious here. I think it shows that he um, wants to hold back a segment of the population, that he's supposed to be president of everyone. So you couldn't support him again? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, things would... I would have to hear more. I know he's supposedly working to get rid of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. But I thought that already went out the door when we were on vacation. It's back. What happened? Um, for some reason, the White House is legal. The Justice Department is legally obligated to challenge these things. So now the ban is back in. So who's challenged it? The Justice Department. The Justice Department did. Then, then that wouldn't been Obama. But I mean, it's his Attorney General that has to do it. But if he's legally obligated to do it, uh huh. It's not easy to change rules and laws in this country. It's really fucking hard. It's crazy. It's crazy to get anything done in this country. Although, um, I just heard this the other day. And whether or not it's true, I'm going to just throw it out there. But suppose that you took the whole country and said, you have to, everyone here has to live within the same configurations as, as Brooklyn, New York. So it's a city environment, but it's not Manhattan City. It's Brooklyn City, which is not that different probably than Chicago, Philadelphia, Houston, San Francisco, right? If everyone had to live in that type of environment, how much room would we take up? Um, I would say we'd probably take up like the, uh, like the state of Texas. From what I heard, state of Delaware. That's how much extra room that we would have if we all lived Brooklyn style. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I read it the other day. Maybe I'll try to run that down. Uh, no, you know what? It was New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Or as I put it, New Hampshire? Um, we could fit 300 million people in fucking New Hampshire. How does that make a guy of sense? If you live Brooklyn style. Like in a loft? Like just, you know, having a good time? Yes. Okay. In a loft, little coffee shops. Oh. I mean, seriously, let me point out to people. It's a pretty nice environment to live in. Hell yeah. You know, you're, you're walking to theaters and, uh, you know, the movie theaters are close. Nice parks. Maybe I want to go to see a movie tonight. Is there anything out there I need to see? I've been doing a movie for a while. 
I don't know what happens. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Ron, I want you to see movies. I think the uh, Matt Damon, Jay Moore film is out this weekend. You know what? I really don't know if I want to go watch fucking Ghosts from Beyond. It seems silly to me. All right, Paranormal Activity 2, then? No, that's Ghosts from Beyond. I just told you. Um, here's James in Ohio. You're on a Fez. Yeah, Fez, I, uh, I advocate don't ask, take. Organized, you know, when Ronnie was saying, have you, have you contributed? Have you gone to meetings? Uh, I, I say organize and, and conquer from the inside out and not the outside in. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that's the way it has to be done. With I people being organized, yes. Been done that way. Whether it's unions or civil rights or, or anything. It's always been from the inside out. Well, you know, when I was, I, I'm a registered Democrat, uh, and it's mainly because of union jobs when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I be, you know, the only jobs I'm going to get is union jobs. Of course I'm going to vote with them. That's literally the way most of us come into that stuff, you know. Uh, there's one certain issue that appears to you when, you know, you're 18 that, you register that way, and then you do most of your voting. I can't believe how much we talk about the uh, abortion, non-abortion issue in this country. It's one small fucking thing, yet it's taken up the entire debate of my adult life. Entire debate. Pat Sajak had a thing the other day where he said that federal workers shouldn't be allowed to vote because they're only voting in a, in a way that will benefit them. Well, who gives a f a who gives a fuck with pitch? Sajak has to say he's a game show host, but B, my point was everybody votes, and what benefits them, and it would be crazy if you worked for a defense contractor to be like, no, I'm a, I'm you know anti big you know, or if you worked on a for a fucking pharmacy to go, I really want somebody to come down on the drug companies, you'd almost be insane. Of course, we all vote the for what benefits us. Your own, your passion with this whole thing is brand new, and you're insanely not getting that. What is the benefit for the other people? Well, I think the benefit is if there's gay marriage. These are the fan. A lot of people that are against it are the family-oriented people. This would create families. These I don't be, give a shit. I don't give a shit. We got enough families. You got to come up with something that fucking benefit. Most of the pro-family fucking people only say that because they want more money coming back if you have more kids. Why the fuck we lose? The, why does that ever come up? That if you have more kids, you pay less taxes. When did you add more people and pay less taxes? The reason why that comes up, a lot of people had kids, so they're like, hey. Mm -hmm. Help me out a little bit. Oh, we've got to help small businesses. Who came up with that idea? Small fucking business owners. I guarantee you large corporations didn't go, we got to do something to help the small businesses. People are always into it for themselves. If you want to get this shit passed, you got to figure out how it works for the other person. And this whole thing of, oh, wouldn't it be great, more gay families? And you think you're going to sell that to the fucking Christian right? They're not looking for more gay families, Fez. Not only is that 
the opposite, but that's the opposite with dog shit on it to those fucking people. Hey, here's more families of people who aren't going to find their way back to the Lord. Because obviously, in terms of if there was a gay family, Fizz, are they going to tend to be more liberal or more conservative? More liberal. And you're going to ask for, you're going to tell conservatives that here is the reason why you want gay marriage. There's going to be more liberal families out there. You got to get involved with some of these issues, Fizz. Um, Andy, Cleveland, you're in Mount Fizz. Hey guys, uh, not to take the air out of the uh, uh, gay rights topic, but uh, does anybody stop to maybe question the timing of this little newsflash uh, with Elton John and Rush Limbaugh? Elton John has one of his biggest albums in years uh, debuting. As a matter of fact, they devoted a whole channel on XM to it last last week, maybe? Well, week that, this is the reason why. As he's out selling his album people uh, are still bringing up something that happened, what, last year? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to do a lot of interviews to sell tickets, but if he has a new uh, theater show coming out or a new album, he'll do interviews. Um, and if you went by Rob Cross, we would have had Max Headroom interview him on here. Liam <laughs> What is that? How did that even get on TV back then? I think he solved crimes. I don't know what he did. And didn't they have Maxine, his sister, for a while, or is that just my imagination? That probably happened. It was the 80s. That sounds about right. Mm. One week from today, it is Unmasked with special guest Eddie Brill. Go to Unmasked Show on Twitter dot com if you want to make sure you get put in a request for seats for this unmask it's one week for from tonight six thirty p.m that's november 3rd special guest eddie brill eddie brill who fantastic comedian um and anybody who's ever been to new york comedy clubs uh, knows eddie brill and he's done every major show out there toward the world but also was known as being the talent coordinator for the comedians on late night with david letterman so any comic that you've ever known uh, had to work through Eddie Brill to, to get up there, had to do a spot for Eddie Brill and have Eddie go over the set list with him and stuff. Um, and Eddie Brill uh, does one of my favorite bits of all time. I mean, a, a, just the funniest bit ever. What's that? Uh, it's called Gays are Fag Fags Who Shouldn't Get Married. And it's so funny because he does this whole thing where he acts like he's Talking with his asshole, and he's like, "Oh, come, just came out." It's, I, 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 I shouldn't be doing it mm -hmm. because he does it so much funnier. Oh, but the name Fag Fags, classic. Yeah, it is a classic. I didn't know about this bit. Oh yeah, I'm uh, talking to uh, some friends about having it turned into a cartoon. Um, but it's good. Um, here's John, New Hampshire. You're on first. Yes. Um, Fez, uh, are you not a hypocrite? Because you said that if you are against gay marriage, then you're trying to oppress that community, but yet Colin John comes out in that community and he's against gay marriage. No, I don't think I'm a hypocrite. But you said that if you're against gay marriage, then you're oppressing the community, but 
he supports the community, comes out and puts money towards it and supports it, I mean, how, is he against it? No, he's not against the gay community. But he's you, against gay marriage, right? If you you said here's I'm going to go back and work this guy's point for him. You said earlier, if, and by the way, I'm going to take a moment here and say I'm proud of you today. You're staying here in the pocket. You haven't wandered off. You're not weirded out. So I'm proud of you for having these views. Thank you. Um, I don't need you to thank me. You're doing it today, but. Now that you're into this topic, and I know it's one that you care about, just pointing out a couple of things. You said earlier you're a bigot if we don't support gay marriage. That Rush Limbaugh is a bigot for not supporting gay marriage. Right, yeah, because he wants to deny people rights. Right. Now, we did an unmask with Bruce Valanche. You said uh, maybe Bruce Valanche could tell you something that would change your whole life. Is that wise? One of the things he said is, I don't support gay marriage. And one of uh, the reasons, if I got Bruce right on this, and I may be wrong, but he was like, I like being on the outside of society. Yeah, he's den- he he doesn't mind denying himself something. He's not denying other people something. He is. He's saying he doesn't support it. Oh, your point was, if the marriage was there and he didn't get married, all right, maybe you're right. Maybe you're 100% right about that. I didn't get that. I thought he was like, I don't even want it to happen. Yeah, I'm just, I'm saying he'll never get married because he does. I, I don't think if he was heterosexual, he'd get married. Well, if he was heterosexual, he wouldn't even date. He'd have to fucking be gay to get date if you look uh, to date if you look like Bruce Valanche. And God bless him because he's hysterical. Um, here is William. William Ronifez. Hello. Um, I don't understand why gays want to get married so bad. Um, marriage is a church policy, and as a private organization, a church should be able to do it. Like, who cares what the church thinks? You know. No one's the asking for the, no one's working. asking for the churches to overturn their policy. This is the government we're talking about. No one's asking the, the church. with the church is that they take tax dollars and um. He's on your side, Fez. Not against you. He's saying that the churches shouldn't get a. Uh, tax break. And I say, here, here. I don't understand what's the difference between it. Here's the, here's the fucking thing that gets me about the church. Uh, you see the church, they got a building, they got property. Uh, every Sunday they have a mass. How long is, uh, how long is a mass? An hour. You need all that fucking room for one hour a week? You can't rent a fucking hall? And that guy's living there. Oh, I have my family here. With what? You work an hour a week. Well, sometimes people come by with problems. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Those people got a maid. That's like the fucking carnival that doesn't leave town. It's like the world's stupidest people. It's like if the fucking carnival set up and you still went there every fucking day your whole life. How stupid of a mark would you be? Uh, the carnies would at least have the courtesy to get up and move from town to town so that people could sit in their shame for a while and forget till they came around the next year. The churches fucking stay there and put up signs about how stupid you are if you don't come in. I don't know what the people are thinking. 
all right, you work an hour a week and you sit here and you have this huge building on this land. Let me give you 10% of all the money I make pre-taxes. If a fucking carny did that, they'd arrest him. You hustle a guy for 500 hours, you have the courtesy to get out of fucking town after it happens. You don't stay there. It's like fucking raping somebody and then fucking rolling over and sleeping next to them with your arms around them. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Villa, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ron. I was just going to say that uh, what if uh, Russia offered you a couple hundred thousand dollars to do a set at his wedding? Oh. Would Fez be mad at you and would you take the money? I'd be writing a bit called Kill the Blacks, Kill the Jews. No, I wouldn't. I could give a shit. I wouldn't show up at his fucking wedding for anything. I don't need his money. Um, here's Kevin, Philadelphia. You're on with us. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Thank you. I don't understand what what Fez has against civil unions, or if he does. I just got in the car, but I mean, over in France, I'm told that more straight people go for the civil unions now than uh, gay folks do. Civil unions don't offer full protection for gay couples, or, or for oh. any couple that's uh, involved in a civil union. There's things like Social Security benefits, um, insurance, there's pensions. So it's money. Okay. okay so the, that's uh, what, yeah. that's what I, we're talking about here, Fez. You want this thing not for any other reason than money, and people want to keep it away from you for no other reason but money. When the person said that, you were furious about it, right? But you haven't come up with any other reason than money. You're not going to be able to fucking sell that when you go in to get over. I tried to give you that example. But it's emotional reasons as well. And why should well, someone... Give me the emotional reasons. To be allowed to marry the person that you choose. To be able to fall in love and get married like any other citizen of the United States can. You can. You can fall in love with a woman and get married. It's that simple. Gay guys don't want to do that. Right, but that's not saying that they don't have the same rights as everyone else. Everybody has a right to fall in love with somebody of the opposite fucking sex. And and again, uh, we don't let first cousins get married in a lot of states. We don't let brothers and sisters get married. If this thing happens, two brothers aren't going to be able to marry each other, are they? No. Why? Why can't they have the same rights as everybody else? You know, you're always ready to draw a line. But what, what would stop two brothers from getting married? No, there shouldn't be anything there. But, I mean, it's not going to... So they're you, not going to get grandfathered in with, the, with gay marriage. It's, that's, a, that's another thing that people are seeing as taboo. Do you see two brothers having sex with each other as taboo? Um, I would say yes, because, I mean, I have brothers. Right. <laughs> well... Okay, you have you choose because you choose not to. Other brothers shouldn't choose not to. That's what you're saying. No, that's I'm the just... same thing as straight guys saying, "I don't want to do it, so you should." But legally, and for any fucking other reason, there would be no reason to worry about. I mean, obviously, if you had a brother and sister getting married, having sex, that would be something to worry about. Two brothers, we don't have to worry about retard offspring. Yet, I don't know any society that goes, I want two brothers to get married. That's gross to you, right? Yeah. Two brothers blowing each other 
is gross to you. Yeah, it, it is. So knowing that and knowing that it has no effect on your life, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no reason that you should stand between these two people. You can, un, uh, other than your own prejudice, that this is wrong. Because, again, it doesn't mean that the offspring are going to have, doesn't mean anything. But you can now understand that other people grow up thinking two men together is as disgusting as you find two brothers together. Two brothers jacking each other off, you don't even think about, right? Right. Two adult brothers jacking each other off is disgusting to you. Now you know how straight people feel. They don't have a reason for it. You don't have a reason why two brothers can't jerk each other off. You don't have one valid reason why they shouldn't be doing it if that's what they choose to do. There's things that straight people do together that I that I would find um, disgusting, but I'm not trying to take away any any marriage right. Well, tell me one. Um, going down on a woman. No, thank you. But let's go back. So you're not going to take their rights away, but you would take the two brothers away. You would take their, this right, which I don't even know if marriage is a right, to be honest with you. I don't know if everybody can get married when they decide to. You can have fucking, I know they uh, um, make you um, take those fucking blood tests. I don't know what the thing there that they stop you on. Um. Jeff Columbus, Sherman Fest. Hey, boys. Love the show. Hey, uh, I'm wondering if uh, you guys are... Ronnie, are you taking on new members to the Church of Bennington? Um, we'll always take new members. Preach on, Ronnie B. Preach on, brother. You'll be uh, listening to me right up until everyone eats the fucking poison and Columbines. Columbine themselves. Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris Sherman Fest. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Fez, I want to ask you, where do you get your definition of marriage from? Does it come from the Bible or does it come from the government? Who exactly came up with that? Comes from the, for me, it comes from the government. They're the ones that issue the marriage licenses. Yeah, but it was started in the Bible. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Doesn't, the government didn't start marriage. So why? Not why everyone should... has to follow the Bible. There's a separation there. Yeah, but the definition of marriage came from the Bible. Did not government didn't come up with that institution? The Bible came up with that institution. The government regulates marriage. It regulates it, but it didn't come up with it. So well, I don't understand your point. No, again, is nobody it? is saying get married in a church. So is saying the Lutherans have to uh, do gay marriages. So if you could get this civil thing exactly the same rights as a marriage, you wouldn't need a marriage license. You'd be fine saying, we don't get married, we're in the civil unions. No, I, I, I don't think you should have to call it two separate things for people. All right, even though I'm giving you every single right, and that was the thing that you wanted. Right, I mean, that's, that's the, you know, government side of it. That's what about the financial this? part of it. What if I take away marriages from straight people and everyone has to get a civil union? That would be equal. Right, so that's what you want. Yeah. You would want to... You'd be happy to do away with the state of marriage if it meant that straight people couldn't get married. Yeah, uh, yeah. as long as ev ev the opportunity is there for everybody. Mm. Uh, except for brothers. It's not going to be there for everybody. There are people that you yourself has, have pushed out and said, you're taboo, you're against society, we don't like the disgusting things that you people do sexually. Uh, Mike, in Atlanta, you're in my face. 
Uh, hey, Ronnie B, uh, Fezzi, I know you said you don't like uh, brothers doing anything together, but Ronnie, how about two sisters doing something together? Would you have a problem with that, Fez? Uh, yeah, it would. It would not be anything I would want to be involved in. But would you think that they should be able to get married, two sisters? Um, yeah. But, but not being some. You think two sisters should get married? Two brothers can't, but two sisters can. No, they people should be able to get married. I mean, if there's a thing that's going to harm children down the road. How can two sisters harm children? No, they can't. So would those two sisters be able to marry each other, live with each other sexually, and then raise adopted children? Yeah, I would think so. So you're for two sisters getting married? Yeah. But not for two brothers marrying each other, because you have brothers. It's a slippery slope, Fuzz. A slippery slope. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. John, you're on the Run-A-FEZ show. Hey, marriage is, it's regulated by the government, but it is a church institution, right? Uh, then how come you can go to City Hall and get married? I'm I'm just saying, but it's... You could have got married before there was a City Hall, though, right? when, When marriage was created, it was a church institution, right? That's where it came from. Right, it was, um, yeah, because people like Abraham had, like, 20 wives and stuff like that. Now, do the churches and do the Catholics and everything, do they accept gays? No. Why would you want to be part of something that was created by something that doesn't accept you? Nobody's saying they want to be part of the church. Nobody has said that. Nobody is saying make the Catholics have gay marriages. Too late. What about if a... Brother and sister were sterilized. Could they get married? I would think so. Okay. So this thing covers incest. It's gays and incest. Hmm. It's one wacky fucking rule you're trying to pull out there. All right, we got to take a break here, Fez. I'm going to tell you this. I think you won this one. I think this is Fez Watley's. I'm going to take the ball out of your hand now and let Pepper Hicks finish up the game, okay? Okay. I'm only kidding. Why would oh. I do that? You're doing great. You're on a roll today. Oh. Okay. Why do you want to step out when you're kicking ass? Oh, I thought he had something he was very upset about. Who cares what he's upset about? He's a fucking lunatic. I'm most... pissed. Huh? Well, what is it? What's got you so mad? They're changing up Superman, actually. I think Fez will have an opinion on this, too, actually. Oh, then keep it to yourself. How's Fine. that? I would love just fucking two days to go by on this show. I didn't have to hear the term Superman or Batman. Or Coldplay, for that matter, which comes up way too much. What's wrong Coldplay? Oh, wait, they suck. Uh, who's covering a Coldplay uh, song now? Uh, Taylor Swift, actually, for three days in a row. We can do some Taylor Swift Coldplay fucking <laughs> this weirdness. Is, do we have it? Do we have the song? Yeah. Did right, she we'll take Chris Martin? We'll come back playing the Taylor Swift Coldplay song. We'll talk about Superman. We'll talk about all this stuff because, God forbid, Pepper Hicks doesn't get his time in the sun. Come on in here, Pepper. I'm sick. Come sit now over here, but far away from me. Ron Fez Show. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. The Ron and Fez Show. Sirius 197, XM202, virus. I used to rule the world. Seas would rise when I gave the word. Now in the morning I sleep alone. 
Sweep the streets I used to own I can't take it anymore. This is the worst of two worlds coming together. <laughs> oh, that Taylor Swift never never stops to make a cringe. No, she's rocking hard, I guess. I wonder if she'll write a song about Chris Martin now. You know something? You used to seem a lot better when you had Tony Romo as your quarterback. Uh, well, you know who I'm starting this week? Buffalo's fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick or whatever. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to dominate for you, my friend. I feel it. I hope so. Yeah. It's going to go well. <laughs> Faith in Buffalo. Now that fucking Romo's half dead. You didn't make the playoffs last year. No. Fez, you were in the playoffs last year? I, I made the playoffs, went out in round one. Um, and you were looking like a lock this year. Now you're struggling. You need to get back into it. And, you know, it's funny how one loss, look, everyone thought, well, Kathleen's going to win our league. Uh, no. Yeah, Doesn't God, look like it. she loses the Earl. Oh, you got to be able to beat her. you got to be better I, than Earl. I know. i got to fucking be able to pull this off. We all play our fantasy league for one thing, and that's the Gaz Golden Football. Um, it is, I think, out of all the trophies in sport, um, the Gaz Golden Football. He was the only person ever to win the Pal Talk League, and that's why, yeah. of course, we named. Now, last year I was the Gaz Golden Football winner, and as you know, um, I probably spent six, seven months just whining and dining. I couldn't buy a drink in this place. No. Everything was going so great for me. To, to have that golden football up over your head. It's nonstop, really. Kind of rubbing in our faces. You guys want to start a fantasy hockey league or not? <laughs> we can get this going. I guess, sure. I was in, We did fantasy soccer. I know shit then. Oh, I wish I wasn't in this fantasy UFC thing. What? I had fucking Lesnar last week. Why? <laughs> Alright, this is the funniest thing going around the internet. It's the uh, Bloom Boy's dad is doing an infomercial. What's the name of it? Heen's Bear Scratch. And uh, I guess Bloom Boy's dad is Heen? Uh, Richard Heen, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's give it a listen. If you get slacker, son of a twitch, there's only one thing to do the job. Hi, I'm inventor Richard Heaney. If you itch like a son of a twitch, then you need my latest invention, the patent-pending bear scratch. Check it out. You never walk out in the woods and see a bear bring off a branch to scratch his back. No, he uses the entire tree. Order it at bearscratch.com. The secret is in this natural textured wood and all these tiny knots. It gives you a deep, deep, penetrating scratching. Oh, man, this thing feels good. This thing's strong. Oh, oh God. Now that's a bear scratch! That is a bear scratch! Ah! I'm telling you, man, that's what I'm talking about! One move for a 36-inch groove! Keep on batching for a full scratching! Bear scratch is so easy, you just stick, screw, sway, and scratch! Go ahead, ask someone to scratch your back. It's always the wrong spot. Not with bear scratch, you get the exact scratch where you want it. 
You could pay seven dollars for a lightweight back scratch. That's not I worth mean, it. Come on, man, look at this. Not saying the same size. Bend and break, not bear scratch. It's two and a half inches of thick Well, look material. how thick that is. That's you thick. You can own your own bear scratch for only nineteen ninety nine. Imagine paying seven dollars for that wimpy one, or nineteen for the heavy duty one. You never I'll say you spend more money for this. <laughs> never works out. So easy because it's got a thick, hard gel coat. Just check out these super strong steel bear trap brackets. Can't find your back scratcher, huh? Well, there yeah, it is, I right can't. there. That's bear scratch. Where is it? There it is. Where is it? It's right there. It's right here. Oh yeah, bear scratch. You can't lose it. No, no, no. Okay, okay, no, no. I got it. I got it. If you order your bear scratch before Thanksgiving, we're gonna donate five percent of the profits to the Salvation Army to feed some hungry people. Let's get some turkeys on the table, all right? They were there for us when I needed them. Hey, let's give it back. Well, we're gonna give five percent to the Salvation Army to feed some hungry people. Bear Scratch is fun for the whole family. It makes a great gift. Where's Let's the make this the best deal in the whole world. Okay, bear size my order. How about that? Yeah. Bear size my order. You get two bear scratches for twenty nine ninety nine. That's a real good deal. Now you can get yours. Well, I could get four regular scratches for that. It's a great deal. Or you get two bear scratches for twenty nine ninety nine. They're both a great deal. Right, that's Balloon Boy's dad has come up with the bear scratch, which is just a pole that you treat yourself like an animal. I'm gonna, I can't believe I did this in front of Watley because now I know what I'll be getting for Christmas. Oh no! What are you thinking about Christmas for me this year? Um, I've got a couple of ideas, and I'm not, I'm not gonna ruin the surprise, but I think I've got it this year. It sucks. Is it gonna be seriously? Is it gonna be another year to humiliate me? No, 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 no. I think you're really gonna like it this time. You know who got me a really nice present? was uh, Photoshop Mike by bringing in cigars like I always ask for. Cigars. He That's knows. what I asked for. You brought me some lovely whiskey. I know. Great. Did, did you drink any last night? I drank a little last <laughs> night. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why so, do you have to say it through shame? I don't feel very well today. But, uh, <clears throat> no, but When are you going to the fucking doctor, you goddamn... Uh, hopefully hopefully uh, tomorrow. Um, but no, I, I woke up at three in the morning just covered in hives, so that's probably a good sign, right? You need a bear scratch! <laughs> I could have used one last night, scratch the shit out of them shits. For a heavy um, faction. It, uh, you know what, if you would just get me those spears that those guys are selling on late night TV now, they look like really easy to play with, and it looks like all the girls like you. Um, here's, uh, Don, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B, question for you, brother. Yeah. Don't you think the bear's senses are acute enough that he would know someone was lurking in the woods watching him scratch his back on a fucking tree? Um, I don't, all I know is I've seen cartoons uh, bears scratch their back. Ask Gaz if he could take a picture of the golden football and put it up online. I hope so. The Gaz golden football. And he is the only winner, which is amazing. I could rule the world. Everybody likes me now. Oh, that little girl drives me fucking nuts. I wonder if she can even stand and hear herself sing. No. That might be one of the worst covers I've ever heard. Although, all right, not Hannah Montana, but who was one of the uh, kids before that? Um, who was one of like the Disney kids? Ended up doing movies pre-Hannah Montana, though. Oh, Hillary Duff? I think that's the one. Hillary fucking Duff covered a Who song. 
That drove me crazy, yeah. Uh, and she may be the worst person ever. My generation, there we here we go. Yeah, go go put this on. She actually see if you can cha- see where she changed the lyrics. I had a niece listening to this, and I'm like, bullshit. Let me take you to fucking hear the who. Oh my god. Oh no! Listen. I hope I don't die before I get old. Oh, Jesus. It actually hurts a little bit, doesn't it? It's it's horrifying, just the arrangement that they even choose, let alone her voice. Where did you find that on the crack list? Yeah, it's one of the worst cover songs uh, oh. of all time. I didn't know that. I only, uh, all right, let me hear what else is on there behind, besides this. All right, it's uh, we got uh, "You Shook Me All Night Long" by Celine Dion and Anastasia. I never heard this. Let me just listen a little bit. Oh, oh they pulled it. They pulled it. All right, that's fucking hilarious, though. Well, most of these are pulled. Well, 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 just give us the titles anyway. Uh, "Downtown Train," Rod Stewart, originally by uh, Tom oh, yeah. Waits. Uh, "Knock on Heaven's Door," Guns N' Roses. I like that. I I liked it. "Demolition Man" by Manfred Mann. That I never heard, but there's plenty of Manfred Mann to get mad about. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay furious at Man from Men. American Pie by Donna. Oh yeah, I remember when she did that. It was really fucking hideous. Oh my Hillary Duff comes in number fifteen. Nice, sweet. And that should be number one. It's my life, no doubt. Mm. It's painful. The video killed the radio star, presence of the United States of America. I don't even remember them doing that. No. Cracked is just a, lit, a list of fucking... I know. What makes Cracked any better than our list? We can make up know. our own list and fight with Cracked about it. I guess they have a webmaster or something. Yeah. Macy Gray doing Walk This Way. I never heard it. See if we got it. Uh, who... But, you know... Uh, no, that's all right. You don't have to. Go ahead back. Go ahead back. Because we don't have a whole hell of a lot of time here. Yeah. Another Brick in the Wall by Corn. Never heard that. I'm a believer. Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah. I do remember Jesus. I do remember. Satisfaction, Britney Spears. Oh, that was terrible when she came. I think it was MTV Music that. Awards. They don't have anything on their fucking crack list. Who gave us this list? I just found it. Okay. Sweet Child of Cheryl Crow, Sweet Child of Mine. That actually made it into a movie. Uh, Big uh, Daddy. Big Daddy. <laughs> and I, that, you know how people act like, I can't leave during the credits, and you're like, come on, let's just go. Yeah. Let's go. No, I like to watch the credits. Why? That was one that I was like, I want to watch the credits for. I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was hearing. It's fucking horrifying. Yeah. Glad Lance uh, Armstrong destroyed her. Yeah. Big L Taxi, Counting Crows. I remember when they did that. 9-11 is a joke, Duran Duran. That I don't remember them doing. See if you can get it. No, forget it. 
Anarchy in the UK by Motley Crue. I do remember when they did that. Fucking shit. <laughs> that got you mad. Yeah. <laughs> they were the worst, Motley Crue. They're still around. They're still drawing. Why? Behind Blue Eyes, Limp Bizkit. This was really fucking terrible. I know. That was really a fucking struggle. That was a struggle to make it through. I feel like making love, Kid Rock. I don't remember that. Doc of the Bay, Michael Bolton. Yeah, he had a huge hit with that. Really? Now, he was funny. I was down in Florida at the time, and there was a top 40 station called Q105. And they were just an immense. And then he went and recut the song just for them. Oh. And he did on the dock of the Tampa Bay, <laughs> letting Q105 take me away. And I'm like, you motherfucker. A, you're kind of notice. B, you're changing the lyrics. C, it's for fucking radio. Oh. Just for more radio play. Go on Dancing with the Stars. I'll tell you, the fact that Dancing with the Stars is so gigantic lets you know that the squares won the fucking revolution. <laughs> oh, We're no. dead. It is pretty gigantic. It just covers songs and terrible, terrible dancing. Oh, it just goes on forever? This is just like not a top 20, but a top million? Oh, yeah. Um, here's John, Connecticut. John, you're in Manifest. Uh... Yeah, Brett Michaels cover of uh, Sublime's "What I Got." Absolutely worst fucking song of all time. Worst rendition. Um. Yeah, real simple like that. Moaning. Awful. Shoes on my feet. He's poisoning it up. Mother truck and riot. Mother truck and riot. That's radio friendly at least. Was this done after the stroke? <laughs> yeah! Alright, hold on, my nose is bleeding. My nose started bleeding. Take it down. Oh, God, that was fucking terrible. I never even heard of that. News uh, Nation just put uh, most influential men of 2010. Kanye, number five, of course. Steve what? Jobs on the list. And number one. Who the fuck is Kanye influencing? Uh, would any of us be Christians unless we oh, found out Jesus walks? Uh, but number one uh, is Mr. John Stewart. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. He's the shit. He is. And I think oh, yeah, Obama's on um, on Daily Show tonight. Actually, oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, next week, actually, a week from today, six thirty at night makes it easier for you to come in. It's going to be a very very cool, unmasked. 
uh, one we're all looking forward to, Fez. It's comedian Eddie Brill. He's the talent coordinator with the David Letterman Show. Has been for the past 13 years. Great international comedian. That's one week from tonight, 6.30 p.m. Go to Unmasked Show on Twitter to put in your requests for seats to see Eddie Brill Unmasked one week from tonight. Beauty. Uh, well, are we getting the bear? Is it, am I getting the bear scratcher, Fez, or whatever that thing is? Uh, it's is a surprise. Christmas present. Get two. I, I know you one. can get two. I don't. Did, did I? Well, for just the twenty nine. Either that, or just give us for uh, for the seven dollar ones. <laughs> I don't but, know. You know, it's so funny in the sales. You never go. This thing is costing three dollars. Ours is only five. <laughs> you just don't sell that way. Um. Hicks, did you get to say everything that you wanted to say? Did, was there something else driving you crazy? Uh, something about Superman, but I can wait till tomorrow. No, go ahead, say it. Oh, they're making them emo now. Like, just kind of like, the, and uh, they're, making them, they're making them wear hoodies and... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's uh, just a recreation uh, for Adam. <laughs> right in the head. What is it? You hit me in the head. With what? A bottle. There you are. You're selling the whole thing. You're selling it, right? Yeah. Who's on the radio? Fez. Mm-hmm. And you're on the radio what? Oh, why is he? Why does he go and fill that in? You know, right? You you even went today. I'm not joining your club. It's that <laughs> simple. No, I'm not joining your God Squad. Is all Hicks had to say. No, I don't want to join your God Squad. That's stupid. Oh, it's sound of not that. God Squad. Count off. One. No. All right. That is it for us. Go over to. Two oh two friends are on our unmasked show to uh, pick up some something very 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 cool. Some tickets to unmasked. That's it for us. Anything on the TV tonight, Fuzzy? Any of our big shows? Uh, World Series starts tonight. Is about it. Uh, I can think of about it. The excitement levels through the roof. I'm gonna call up uh, all my San Francisco buddies and all my. Dallas buddies and we'll all watch together. <laughs> the viewing party? Yeah, we're going to have a goddamn viewing party. Oh, that's cool. I would love to have you there, but since you're so sick. Oh, come on. I could just fucking get like a mask or something. I can hang out in the back or whatever. No. Nobody wants you there, sick boy. <sighs> that's it for us. See you tomorrow. Oh, and great. Uh, first 20 listeners tomorrow get Chinese food. So wow. get online early. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>